All right, welcome aboard to another runaway licorice train candy shop hype pod fantasy life action trilogy podcast <laughs> superlatives and other descriptive words. What's up, Andrew Duke, Chris Attaway? How are we doing this week, Attaway? Welcome to October, son. Of course, we we snuck one in in uh, the last one of the last days of September. Into month two of the season, man. How are we feeling? I feel pretty good, man. I feel pretty good. How about you? I'm doing well, man. Doing well. Excited. Um, just want to get into the action out of it. I don't want to bury the lead or bury the excitement going on. So I think we just need to dive in real quick. This is going to be an ongoing, I don't want to say a segment, because it's kind of going to be woven in and out through the entire hype cast. But going back to it, talking to Chris Sharpless, of course, we hit him with the Mountain Dew cold call of the week uh, last week when he was in the hospital. So did get an update for those who um, do not know. Did get home. Everything's safe, safe and sound. They are chilling. Everything went cool. And, of course, those $8 meals. Uh, evidently, the hospitals in Denver are like a, quote, nice Airbnb attaway. Uh, good to know for potentially having the ability to draft out there in Denver sometime. Um, maybe we could kind of negotiate with the hospital um, and potentially rent out a room or two um, instead of going through the burden of trying to find Airbnb. Uh, your thoughts, first off. I don't know if I've ever stayed at a really nice Airbnb um, <laughs> because usually I book it and or someone breaks something. Um, so, you know, maybe we have to consider either faking that someone's having a baby and we all just hang out there or we coordinate it with someone having a baby or having a serious accident or something like that. You know? Gotcha. A prepared, a pre-prepared league accident. Yeah. Gotcha. The ER draft. Gotcha. <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> the ER draft. But, uh, yeah, kind of got off to the side. Just wanted to give an update for the people uh, in case they're wondering or not. You know, just wanted to give an update anyways. Um, so, Attaway, talked a little bit about some different beverages and some, uh, of course, the continual pursuit of becoming um, beyond the realm of just a fantasy football league hypecast, as we know. Um, talking some serious life issues. A lot of things going on in this space, Attaway. Um, and we don't want to limit ourselves, of course, as always, setting the bar low. Um, and then if we don't meet that standard, then we, of course, lower the bar. Um, but Attaway, in the pursuit of different um, avenues, came upon some kind of taste test. Of course, uh, Mr. Feast himself, Grish Sharpless, um, who's getting ready to launch off that... Uh, that um, that blog slash vlog about food reviews, etc., um, was talking about how we should do some kind of drink, beverage, everything kind of review. Um, got really into some beverage discussions. Of course, we talked about the different Mountain Dew stuff, but then he was also talking about the great Gatorade options that they have in these $8 meals, including Haagen Dazs ice cream uh, at the hospital that way. And so, we had a little discussion uh, between the three of us, had a little three-way with a couple Chris's uh, this week, and so we reached a decision where we're going to be doing a Mr. Feast-sponsored segment here, Attaway, and what did we settle on 
here this week. Um, some may be familiar, some may not be familiar. Um, so kind of hit us with what the short-term kind of goal is, and then maybe we'll kind of pipe in as we do, peel them back the lens, open the book to see why there is so much excitement around said product. Um, but so one, tell us that story, and where is your level of excitement on this project? I'm stoked. Um, <laughs> I haven't had one of these bad boys since Seattle, and uh, See, it's been a strong 13 leg- months. Legendary trip out to Seattle. The uh, what was it? Was it, was it technically SeaTac? Uh, sea. Yeah, whatever that. Uh, I think that was like a. Maybe I'm wrong, but is that like a borough of Seattle, or was that like a legit separate zip code from Seattle? I'm really not sure. Yeah. All I know is we stayed right across from the airport. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> a smooth 25 minute walk. A nice walk to the 7-Eleven as well, <laughs> yeah. where we uh, we went in the morning to get some toothpaste and toothbrushes for those of us that needed it, and uh, found these little bad boys, these little premium liquor liqueur, whatever you call <laughs> these bad boys. Perhaps all the above. <laughs> Buzz balls with three Z's. Of course, known as the, uh, informally to the people at Seattle as balls. Strictly balls, of course. <laughs> um, at least when we were in Seattle, I don't remember any of these other flavors out of way. Well, first of all, this has got me really excited. Cause, and first of all, shout out to Mr. Feast. Um, Daddy providing uh, the buzz balls out here um, to be able to get the opportunity. Uh, Sharp was really excited about it. Um, and so sponsoring the buzz ball segment today, of course, Mr. Feast and Chris Sharpless, uh, New League Daddy. But... Um, yeah, so of course, I don't remember what the flavors were, but I just remember consuming the chocolate one. Maybe that was the decision as that one's going to be the most palatable. Um, cause I was just like, whoa, this could be wild. Uh, cause I think we ran out of coffee creamer and I was just like, well, why don't we just make like some kind of mocha action? Uh, stum- yeah. stumbled along with these buzz balls and it, it, to me, I thought it was a pretty dynamic combination. Uh, really jump started the engine. <laughs> Uh, when you get rolling. woke up the rocket, some would <laughs> yeah. say, waking up the rocket, keep up. <laughs> I think that was part of the excitement. Was you know we went to this uh, particular Seven Eleven establishment, mm-hmm. and uh, we asked the manager if they had any chocolate wine, and of course, <laughs> oh yes, okay, that's there was started. no chocolate wine. So we see these buzz balls, and they're chocolate. We're like, okay, could be yeah. a good substitute. And then you see the name. You're like, okay, I like getting buzzed. Everybody likes balls, especially when you add a Z on the end. A lot of Zs. Three, well, not the three, right. three of the nine letters. 33% of the letters are Zs. Anything that's 30% Z. <laughs> I'm going to make a bold statement and say it's probably a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so we stumble upon this drink. And basically, for those, like I said, buzz balls, they're these little um, – 187 milliliters. Um, I don't know how many ounces. It's definitely smaller than those small soda cans. Attaway, if I'm going to have to guess, do you think it's maybe four, five ounces? Would yeah, that's say? probably about fair. Maybe six. It, yours is 187? 
Mine's 200. Dang, I got the little boy versions. <laughs> Dang, I got gypped, man. Wow. Dang. So keep that as a note. As you're keeping score at home, you realize that I have the 187 milliliters. Uh, Attaway is burying me like a grown man. Um, 13 more milliliters uh, for a cool, a cool 200. But, 13 um, milliliters is almost half an ounce, man. True. Dang. You got to watch that. Got to watch that. But, yeah, so they're these circular balls <laughs> with a pop top. Uh, like a soda can, but like we said, only four or five ounces-ish. Um, but, yeah, it's about 15% alcohol. And, um, yeah, so we were putting these chocolate ones in our coffee, and it was dope, um, like we said, in Seattle. So it's kind of becoming a thing. Some people got into it. Some people did not. Um, but now we're going to open it up. Sharpless was really intrigued by it. Uh, but I don't think he's a coffee guy, if I remember correctly. Um, so I don't think he ever engaged. Uh, maybe sipped on some balls here and there, but definitely never fully committed um so here we are we figured out there is a vast variety of flavors um and so we're going to be sampling them throughout and just kind of seeing how that goes um and um so Adway, i'll just speak for myself uh flavors here's my lineup um sour apple which chris sharpless is really excited about himself strawberry rita horchata 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 uh, and then some Star Wars characters. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, that one is white and creamy. Um, it says on the bottle, <laughs> it's got it's got orange wine with cream and natural flavors with artificial flavors. <laughs> that because of the name and the uh, interesting things going on, I had to get in on that. A lot of these have orange wine in them. I'm realizing all four of mine have orange wine in them um but and then the last one ruby red uh grapefruit challenge chiller <laughs> but uh um, rub red <laughs> yes rub red so the abbreviations in these names are pretty sensual um like the on the website just says rub red <laughs> grapefruit as like dang like thinking about the grapefruit video and the uh just rubbing red <laughs> like an indian rug bird it was like it's like a dangerous scenario, but there's definitely a sensual angle to these balls, Adway. Um, but tell me a little bit about your flavor lineup um, and, and ones we can maybe be excited about because we don't – we tried to do the best we could of getting a good spread slash, um, you know, getting a good variety for the people. You know, kind of looking back, it maybe would have been a better idea to get the same flavors so we could have more of a wholesome perspective. But, I mean, once again, setting the bar low, not really – going for high expectations here so i think we're kind of following up the goals of this general podcast is perennially what would be an underperformance but that is where we're setting the bar so kind of an average performance that way but all that to say tell us about uh what you got going on over there in uh the balls category Mm, i've got got a variety (laughs) of balls um let's see so i forgot the one but you know, because they're not all in front of me right now, keeping them in the freezer nice and cool. I got Tequila Rita in Ooh. front of me right now. At premium tequila, I guess if you cut out the, the glass and you just make it plastic with a little soda can top, you can form that afford the premium tequila. Yours are glass? Yours are glass bottles? 
No, 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 I'm saying because it's plastic instead of glass, uh, make it, of course, the, the premium <laughs> that top shelf. Yeah, uh, gotcha. Okay, because mine is a plastic bottle. I was going to say, dang, I really got boned. Anyways, continue. Yeah, you got the wrong product if I got one. <laughs> 17 milliliters greater and glass. Uh, so it's premium tequila, vodka, and triple sec, natural flavor, certified colors, and FD&C yellow number five. I don't know what that is, uh, but I'm going to drink it. And no orange wine, got, though. No orange wine. I don't think I get it. Well, I got the oh, so yeah, I know what I've got. So I have the, the chocolate one as well. Mm-hmm. And so I only had access to four flavors um, the chocolate one and the, the what's with the strawberry margarita one. You have that one, right? That's right. the only one we have in common. The strawberry and Rona. The, Strawberry rum job, aka strawberry rim job. Um, so, pretty excited. Uh, let's. I'm. I'm about to crack into mine. You're yeah, ready? let's get it going. I'm gonna put this bad boy up by. I got the sour apple. Which one are you starting with again? The tequila. The tequila. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna put this up by the mic. See if we can't get that sound. Dang, he's. I forgot how hard these tops are. <laughs> I am having a doozy of a time. Here we go. Sabam! I flashed myself. Whoa! Okay. <laughs> Golly. <clears throat> yeah, that's uh it is not a clean it's not a clean delivery. Um tastes like medicine. Definitely a burn to it with some Jolly Rancher <laughs> aftertaste. <laughs> Um, so if this reminds me, Attaway, I don't know, um, oh yeah, it was Drew Denton's wedding. So for Sharpless and Gross, who were there, because I know it was us, two, Sharpless and Gross, and the Boner. Um, but remember we went to that gas station across the street and got those weird, fruity, cheap, like, Panama Jack drinks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what this reminds me of, the green, I've basically got a green version of that here in ball form. You were in, in ball form. You were super into those, though. I was. Those were two dollars each. Those were about. Those were about eleven. I think they were either nine or ten ounces, maybe eleven. But those were two dollar each, and it was just like the same thing—just some crappy fruit flavor and just some cheap alcohol that we got at some gas station in Alabama at like. 11 or 12 at night, just chilling by the pool and going off. I gotta be honest, this this, um, this tequila one's not bad. <clears throat> I like to, I like to keep it simple. I don't, I don't really like the, the, the fruity, uh, you know, strawberry, you know, strawberry jammer flavors <laughs> or whatever. Like get those like uh, all the Bud Light, Lime Arita type things. Mm-hmm. I just those are always so fake and gross to me. Yeah, this is kind of growing on me, though. It came in strong, because uh, I haven't really had anything hardcore. You know, usually I'm just zerping on a beer or two, so anything that uh, premium liqueur that they're bringing to the table, um, and, and that yellow I... yellow dye number five and blue dye number one maybe just <laughs> hit me hard right now, but it's, it's. I mean, I'm probably four or five sips in now, it's growing on me for sure. Uh, I mean... You know, this is changing the game now. I'm, I'm, I'm a beer guy, but if uh, 
if I can't get my beer in ball form, I mean, yeah, I mean, you gotta, you gotta be competitive, um, in all aspects. And if they're not going to cater to the ball crowd, um, then I think there's a serious potential loss of a market here. But I mean, that's just, that's just business 101. It seems like. Can you imagine, uh, the marketing capability of, uh, you know, like if you don't want a whole six pack, mm-hmm. just get a quick two pack of Bud Light Ball. <laughs> like, uh, it's for the And they've got a they've got a great streamlined attachment to hook on to your truck nuts. <laughs> <laughs> of course, the truck nuts. If you didn't catch the podcast last week, uh, first of all, I take that as a personal slight. Second of all, what are you doing? Um, go to Anchor and check it out or your favorite podcasting thing. I just pressed the button to have it, I guess, synergize out to many different podcasting avenues that way and take yourself a listen. But there was a, a good discussion with Sharpless. Of course, he was the cold, Mountain Dew cold call of the week last week um, talking about uh, putting truck nuts on his car. Um, very great discussion. So, of course, it's a um, reference back to that. But... Um, so we can continue to uh, sip on here, Attaway. Um, and we will intermittently pop in and out with commentary um, in relation to balls, um, both drinkable and otherwise, uh, throughout. And, you know, we'll just kind of have intermission and feel free to jump in. Even if you don't finish it, you know, we can move on to the next one or, you know, kind of see how it goes. Um, but we'll just pop in and out for the people at home or wherever you may be listening to this on your favorite podcast provider. Uh, for While we have the opportunity, make sure you mash that subscribe button, um, click the follow, and um, leave any comments below. Don't know if you can comment on uh, Anchor Podcast, but, you know, it'd be good to find out, I guess, um, Attaway. But, um, yeah, what's up, man? Do we want to get in some content, or what, what do we got? Um, what are some big headlines, I guess, fueling the fantasy football sphere? Um, kind of items of discussion, items of excitement. Um, of course, since we last talked, um, obviously have had two waiver cycles uh, since we jumped the gun and a weekend of results. Um, some also very interesting outside the realm of fantasy, which is always uh, an exciting avenue and an exciting twist that takes a turn here. Um, but what's up, man? Where do we want to begin this journey this evening? Now that we're riding balls, we're about 53 minutes balls deep into, not into this podcast, of course, but into this night of adventure. Um, and just for a sidebar, these do not stay cold. I took mine out about five of eight. Um, so it's been about an hour, and they are right about room temperature now, a little cold, <laughs> but they did not hold very well. So that's, that's something of note. We should freeze these or have them in a cooler at all times, sidebar. If if you wanna if you wanna run put yours in the freezer, uh, I'll just ramble for you know fifteen seconds. People uh, will love that. Yeah, we can do that. But I like having them up here on the shelf and looking at them. It's like a pretty cool looking okay. display. I should have taken a picture. Okay. Let me put that one okay. back. I'm gonna take a sweet, you know, just to have for my own personal records. Maybe that can be our new yeah. our new cover photo. Yeah. Just bam. My. <laughs> Oh, that was one thing. I forgot one of the podcast providers that uh, Anchor was pumping it out to, but they, they kicked it back and they said that they wouldn't uh, put out our, our podcast because we had a copyrighted image 
which of course is one of the movie posters from Norbit as our uh <laughs> as our profile picture. So they kicked it back. <laughs> and if they know not to mess with any they but at the same time, if they don't support the Norbit cause, because obviously if they would have listened, um they would have known this is a pre Eddie Murphy pre Norbit podcast. And they would have realized that everything was cool. Um, so to be honest, I don't want to be in a pond that I'm not wanted out of way of an anti Norbit platform. That's not something I can get behind. Yeah, I mean, you know, you got some Norbit folks, uh, you know, coming at us. I am, uh, I'm staying away from them, man. I'm rejecting their hate. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Because anybody that doesn't want to play that game, I don't want to play with them. But um, yeah, man. Well, you want to talk? Um, we want to talk predictions since the people don't really know about that. Kind of fill them in. Kind of get that going. Yeah, yeah. I, I just got a little off track because I looked up when it's Norbit <laughs> Two released. I mean, something I that I think we've all experienced that way is having a side thought and needing, in the moment, to look up some Norbit and get sidetracked. There's an article that says Eddie Murphy is releasing a live version of Norbit 2 from Beverly Hills Home. I, wa- I want to believe this so bad, but I know it's not true. Um, I don't. I honestly, don't, I don't know where they would take the story. Um, I'm very interested to see what what would happen where we leave the characters. But uh, you know, I'll, I'll have to look into that on my own time. Um, yes. So the, the, the way the week went, well, first off, I, I would say before we, we go on to that, yeah. you know, we kind of talk about the, uh, you know, the, the, we almost had to hit the panic button over the weekend. We had a little, uh, <laughs> couple of chicken littles in the chat, uh, you know, Dave, Dave and me, uh, stirring up some trouble and, uh, things got a little dicey, a little spicy there for a little while amongst the leaves, but, uh, you know, we worked it out. We decided we're rolling risky style and, uh, we're going to be okay with that. But, uh, I, you know, I don't know if there's really any, uh, anything to really bring into question from that or to gain from that. You know, mm-hmm. we all kind of came to this and we can, you know, figure it out as things change, when they change, whatever. But, uh, you know, the only thing to call in question is, uh, can Nick actually read? <laughs> can he read good? <laughs> can he read good indeed? Yeah, that was uh, that was <laughs> a a kind of a uh, like we talked about that way. That was just kind of a simple kind of clapback that I think in most circumstances would fly out of the water, but it kind of blew up and it kind of brought along a very serious intrigue um, of to that like uh, uh, that discussion basically. Um, but yeah, <laughs> after all that was said and done uh, with the proposals and with the votes and with the uh everything the the full body discussion that emerged um 10 o'clock on a saturday night um yeah it was pretty it was pretty interesting and then emerging of course the lasting memory of that conversation is calling into question nick's nick's literacy because we've all been there anyway you see the uh seth i don't know what he's labeled on his earphone but mine he comes through as seth grumpy pants carol is typing and we all know it's going to be an ordeal once that uh, little logo goes away. So, of course, 
as we know, some people who didn't see it, but Seth puts a novel in there per usual, and then uh, kind of take it away, Attaway. What's what's the next stage of events after the the Seth the Seth uh, soliloquy, if you will? So I, I was pretty involved in this conversation, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, just kind of sort of watching some college football, mostly focused on this chat, um, and you know waiting on responses and pretty much I feel like it had just been me, you, uh, me, you, Dave, and Seth at that point. And then Seth, mm-hmm. you know, puts out his magnum opus, <laughs> uh, and about what I feel like is like three seconds later, I, I'm barely getting through it. And <laughs> it's just with basically LOL sounds good. I agree with everything. <laughs> and, you know, my, my thought was just like, I'm sitting here with no life. Uh, you know, waiting, breathing, and, you know, bated breath, just waiting on this message. I think it breathed it faster than I did. I got a stream kid, a dog running around, and chickens in his living room. You know, I was just amazed that he read it that fast and had a, a uh, time to process it and respond. <laughs> so I did the only thing I could think of and just personally attacked him. <laughs> you added him in the chat. Yeah. So, which calls back to, you know, just a, a story from our time in college, <laughs> and I don't know how many people know it. I don't remember if Seth was there. I distinctly remember Zach, a.k.a. Big Z. Mm-hmm. We're setting up the, you know, our first big-time apartment, uh, a.k.a. the candy shop, mm-hmm. and we're setting up a, a, a bookshelf, mm-hmm. and Nick's there, and he's like... <laughs> I just don't see why we need a bookshelf. And <laughs> Zach looks at him incredulously and he's like, to read books, to have books on there. And like, I was kind of caught in the middle, but I just thought the whole scenario was so funny. You know, in, in Nick's defense, I don't think he really, uh, really, you know, said this explicitly, but it was a pretty crappy, like 97 cent great value bookshelf. But, you know, it, it just sounded like he's like, why would you ever read a book? And, uh, <laughs> but then, you know, also in Nick's defense, it, Zach is a total nerd and just had books he never read. True. And one of the books I distinctly remember was just Goosebumps. And I'm like, yeah, we're, we're fine. Some people that Goosebumps book. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Both, <laughs> both sides of the coin there. <laughs> But I, I'm with Nick, you know. It's like, why would you read the book? I feel like those are kind of obsolete. Uh, tell me when the movie comes out. <laughs> I mean, I I don't think we ever really read books off that bookshelf. I think yeah. we turned it into a, a DVD shelf. It was more likely to get body slammed by somebody <laughs> WWE style than to have a book get out of it. So. I mean, it was just a, a prop, just like they set up chairs, like. When have you ever seen a professional sporting event with so many uh, folding chairs unused at the ready, you know? So that's a good point, just a prop. You never know when uh, the boner was going to pop in there and start trying to rustle people up, rile people up and throw down as he was prone to do. Poor J-Bone's up. That bookshelf was pretty uh, pretty close to the bathroom. Maybe uh, Jim on toxic fumes <laughs> just melt the bookshelf. <laughs> and that's how it got warped. Oh, goodness. Of course, it's a reference <laughs> for you. So you don't know. Uh, we used to have the Friendsgiving um, 
the Sunday before every Thanksgiving break. So, of course, um, it would be the fourth Sunday of the month as the uh, Thanksgiving fell, of course, on the fourth Thursday. You know, we'd all to get together. Many of you been there, potluck kind of style, just hanging out, just chilling, and then some other randos that we kind of know slash were there. Anyways, but we would get this thing together. We'd all hang out. We'd all go off, usually end in Twister. Um, but so we get to the portion of the... Um, the night, everybody's pretty much there, everybody's brought the food, everybody's eating, and then so, they're kind of finishing up their first plate, and so, um, J-Bo and Scurry's off to the bathroom, and, uh, so of course there's two bathrooms in the house, uh, for those familiar with the candy shop, those from unfamiliar with the candy shop, there's one, it's very close, it's basically attached to the living room. It's right there in the front of the hallway, first door on the right. You come in the door instantly in the living room, and then if you want to go towards the back of the house where the bedrooms are, you would take a right, go past the bathroom, would be your first door on the right. And so, and then there's one way back in the back. It was, um, depending on who was living there at the time, you and Carson's, you and Zach, Zach and Carson's would share that back bathroom. Um, it's kind of the master one. But... Um, you know, so it was mostly your guys, but like, you know, it wasn't like, if anybody else goes in there, we'll kill them. But, so you got to put yourself in this frame of mind. There's probably, I mean, I want to say 40 people that way. Is that a fair estimate? 40 people in the apartment, if not more? Yeah, it, it, there was. To be fair, I think this was mostly after we'd eaten and we're just chilling watching football. Okay. I think a lot of people had left, but there, yeah, we, we, we could cram, you know, 40 people in there. But there were, it, there were at least... 25 is what i'm thinking at least yeah. still there actively we'll go with that no one has video proof so we'll go with that yeah so i mean there's at least a couple dozen people in there i remember it was a large group so because not everybody was in the couch people were sitting on the floor so this is kind of my memory as i'm looking over and so jaywon goes in this bathroom very close to the living room and just does some diabolical deeds in there and uh, so he comes rolling out, you know, no spray, and leaves the door <laughs> open. And so the smell starts to seep into the living room because, of course, the door's open and just the residual odor um, from the blast. <laughs> and um, so we see people moving away from the that there was a couch that backed up to that entrance to the hallway and i slowly saw people moving away from there and uh it only took a couple more minutes for me to realize why um but yeah all that to kind of put a frame of references um the the diabolical leaving the door open melting the the bookshelf like the thanksgiving party uh that jaybo just totally uh, did a power move of everybody that was in the living room um taking the monster <laughs> dump no spray door open <laughs> i i think he might have even closed the door because i remember i was all the way in the other corner like <laughs> far away and it was rancid and you or somebody else was like jay will close the door and he's like i did no. like, oh man it was so it was it was bad man but uh yeah because yeah, when it first happened i chastised him because i saw the door was open and i said uh, go close the door what is wrong with you and then he did it again but then it still smelled awful so i asked did you close the door and he's like yeah. yes i did close it but yeah 
So I definitely had to dump. But yeah, it was diabolical. But people were clearing the area hard. Anyway, so maybe yeah. that was Nick's kind of foresight. He foresaw this happening. He's like, man, I just don't want to wreck a good DVD shelf if we uh, expose it to J-Bone. So um, potentially some foresight. Yes, but a hilarious circumstance on every regard there, at least from my point of view. But yeah, a good uh, a good bit of context and a good little nug uh, to add into that kind of ongoing narrative, if you will, out of way. Um, but it would be interesting if we could get him to try to uh, speed read some documents um, or what that would kind of look like. Maybe maybe give us a couple of weeks to get some kind of adequate test um, to go against this if we want to bring it up, let people forget about it a little bit, a little rehash the past. But, um, yeah, for sure. Uh, Nick got dumped on hard, and that was, that was kind of hilarious. Um, it got up to Marty-level severity. Um, Marty doesn't pop in on much, but he can get hyped up. Um, and, and Marty popped in and, uh, and, and, uh, it got in there as well. Um, but that was pretty hilarious. Uh, big picture. <laughs> and it seems, it seems, uh, Nick has been almost a target of the, uh, podcast. So we'd love to have him on, uh, we'll have to give him a cold call of the week sometime soon. Adam. we let him defend himself at least, or at least throw back at us, um, a little bit, but, uh, um, yeah, for sure. A good a good saga of the uh, the Nick story. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm really into the idea of, of, of speed reading. I think uh, we'll need to do that. We'll need to cold call him and uh, get the, the, the some kind of speed reading test up that we mm-hmm. can all look at together. No doubt, no doubt. So that's that's of course what's going on the latest to the the WhatsApp the the WhatsApp what's happening uh, group rechat topical events etc um while we're on anything else any other interesting developments in the chat of note attaway um that piqued your interest um since last since seven eight days ago no no not, nothing uh nothing super pressing non-fantasy wise people demand <laughs> to hear so. i did just finish this uh tequila blood ball so dang you're done it isn't going off man um, I guess I've just been doing a lot of yammering, though. Yeah, I know. You need to, you need to uh, <laughs> stop moving that mouth and start sucking on that ball. <laughs> Reminds me of the boogie board draft. <laughs> of course, I'm I bored at the beach. <laughs> I think How we... does that rem- What was that? Oh, 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 yeah, 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 that old man that just got absolutely <laughs> roasted. I think we told that story the first podcast, but uh, yeah. that was good. Basically, we met some dude at the beach. He was giving girls underage drinking, and he got arrested. Um, and so we were up at Dave's beach house, of course, up on the balcony chilling. Uh, it was a dope little corner spot. Uh, the Boogie Board Draft, of course, as it's known down there. What was it Coco, Attaway? Yeah, yeah, Cocoa Beach, and so we had just gotten back from the morning swim uh, because Sharp was in, uh, felt it imperative to wake us all up at eight o'clock and be out on the beach by nine or eight thirty or nine, uh, <laughs> you know, because the waves were gonna go away. Uh, there was a sail on waves that weekend, and Sharp was very concerned that they were gonna get all used up. But anyway, so we came in for a little lunch, 
and this guy that we had talked to on the beach that's giving these underage girls drinks, he's getting arrested. And so we see it, and he's making a lot of noise and yelling, you know, being an idiot. He's wasted at this point. The cops, there's like two or three cops bringing him back. There's this old man. He says something along the lines of quiet down or, you know, just shut up. And um, this old man is probably on the first floor. And then we're up, I don't know, three or four floors, um, wherever we are. So we're kind of overseeing this whole thing. And then so the guy getting arrested, he's like, he's like, oh, man, if you keep that, uh, ah, dang it. It's like, dang it. It's, uh, <laughs> oh, man, if you're going to open that mouth, I'm going to stick this dig in. <laughs> and uh, the old man was shook. He uh, did not know what to say, but that was hysterical. I just remember uh, being out, out outside on the beach, enjoying the scenery, and just crying, laughing. Uh, that was good. The crowd, the crowd was going off at that point. Oh I, yeah, I, I think that's what won the cops over. I yeah. think that they, uh, they, they took it because they took him, they put him in the squad SUV, mm-hmm. uh, the squad, and uh, <laughs> squad. And they just, yeah, they radioed it in, and they're like, "Hey, man, yeah, this guy was giving out drinks to minors, but truth be told." He hit this old dude with a savage burn, and he's just going off, so we're going to let him go. <laughs> I can't imagine any other reason why they let him go. Yeah, and that was the strange part of it. And as we fast forward, all of a sudden, I want to say, what, 25? Maybe maybe it just seemed longer, but maybe 10, 15 minutes, the dude is in the back of the cop car, and then they just let him out and go. Like, like they arrested him for a reason, but all of a sudden... The cops are thinking back about how hilarious that was, and uh, they, they just decided to drop all charges. It's like, yeah, go give some more underage girls the uh, whatever. You know, do your thing. That's cool. But, um, yeah, he was on his way, and he went back to the beach, and since then, that's the last we've heard, And unless you've talked to him since then, Attaway. I knew, knew you I think- and Owen were getting kind of chummy with him, from what I recall. Cooler heads prevailed. Uh so, <laughs> thankfully, unlike some teams this week in fantasy, yeah. dropped into panic mode. Look at you, back-to-back weeks with some dynamite segue. Keep it going. <clears throat> yeah, so Clayton's going to start paying attention now that we're talking about fantasy mm-hmm. and not his friends. <laughs> uh, so, this past week, uh, also due to a Nick suggestion, mm-hmm. um, by the way, I'm cracking open that uh, strawberry burrito one. Okay, so let me let me get with you. I'm not done, but I'm gonna join the party here. Let me see if I can get positive positive review on the tequila Rita. Uh, okay. Uh, How many? Um, I'm trying to think of a rating measurement, and nothing came to mind besides stars. Uh, oh dear lord! What's that? <laughs> no, I'm just reacting to this strawberry one. I did not like the fake sweet. Okay, I don't know about you, Adelaide, but I have the hardest time opening these cans. Like a soda can, it feels like they give you a little leeway to get under there, and psst. but like these ones, I'm having that. Okay, so I finally got it. Hold on, let me crack. I'm gonna get up by this mic, just do a little ASMR. Oh. I'm getting ready to pop. Um, so are we doing that out of five out of ten? What do you want to do? Bam. Um. Yeah, let's do it out of ten. Ten, I feel like gives it more accurate representation. Out of ten, and this uh, is for the I mean, tequila it, it one. Depends on what you're what you're comparing it to. I think if you balance out compared to like what I would usually drink, plus compared to what I was kind of expecting, mm-hmm. 
I think it's like an eight or an eight point five. Oh, you know? nice! Like, but it's it's like heavily weighted on the side of what I was expecting. Keeping the bar low. Some a narrative that we continue to push, not only in this podcast but beyond. Okay, respect that. Dang, I mean, yeah. but that's some solid stuff. That's 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 B territory. B average yeah. right there. 80, 85. Good stuff. Um, yes. Sometimes with rating things, I kind of have to think about it for a while. So maybe I'll look back and be like, oh, it's too high. But uh, that's what I'm feeling right now. It's like eight ish range. Yeah. Plus, we'll be able to get a little more context. So you can see, hey, this was good. But, you know, I think the, the rub and tug was a little better. Um, so this one maybe slides down in your rank. So we'll see as we continue on. Um, so I'm going to stay with you. Sour Apple, um, it was better than I thought from when I started. Um, overall, I mean, you just get that orange wine taste hard. That kind of fig sugary thing that you are talking about. Yeah. Uh, you kind of ease into it. Um, would drink again? Yes. Uh, so thumbs up in there. Um, not really convinced, though. Um, I don't want to dissuade Sharpless because I don't think it was terrible. I don't think it was bad per se in context. Um, I kind of had some average expectations just because I was so hyped on the chocolate one. Um, so I'm going to keep it moderate. I'll probably give the sour apple six and a half right now. 6.5. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think we need to rate these in terms of their competition and not like, like I was saying, what we would usually drink. True. But, like, as compared to those, like, you know, Panama Jack things <laughs> or, like, Limeritas or whatever. Like, you know, this review is not so much, this is what I would choose over a really good whiskey as much as it is, right. like, you know, if the boys are going off with the balls, I'm choosing the tequila Rita. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that's some good context. We're at the 7-Eleven and everybody's getting one. Yeah. That's true, and everybody's gonna be getting one. That is what I envisioned for Detroit 2021, hitting the 7-Eleven, cleaning them out on as relation to the balls. Um, but yeah, so it'll be interesting. Uh, having said that, as we kind of compare it to that Panama Jack, most of those were pretty gross, but I remember the purple one was actually dynamite. Um, so it I was a big fan off. of the, the purple one. What's that? <laughs> It just sounds bad. Like <laughs> I can't think of anything I've had that's like a purple drink and it's been dynamite. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was a good evening. It was it was a fun trip. <laughs> yeah, it it was a fun trip. It was better than sleeping in that twin size bed that you <laughs> and uh, Sharpless and Jayvon uh, shared. Sharpless, you dirty bastard! You really boned us there. <laughs> Sharpless getting that two-star uh days in uh hotel review so all four of us me uh because gross was either married i guess gross had just gotten married right at that point yeah so gross had yeah. just gotten married so his wife came down once again this is back to the alabama story we were talking about earlier with the panama jacks um so gross and his wife had a room and then the boys all <laughs> shared a room but it was a one bed allegedly a king size bed a california king but there's no yeah. way that thing was a california king so it was um it was sharpless you me and the boner all crammed into this allegedly king size bed 
and uh, we were stacked in it, and the room was hot. The AC wouldn't work. It was so uncomfortable. Um, I think, yeah, I think it might have been a queen. And the worst thing about it is I've, <laughs> I, I can sleep just about anywhere. So typically I would sleep on the floor. There was barely room to stand between like the, <laughs> the, the wall and the bed, so I couldn't really sleep on the floor or anything like that. It yeah, was... those floors were gross, and yeah. you know, I you know, I let people make their own decisions, but I was not gonna sleep on the floor. Like, you know, I didn't mind sleeping on the floor at the boogie board draft um, for a solid two and a half hours that first night. But um, yeah, I was definitely not sleeping on that floor. That floor was gross. There were holes. There were, you remember the holes in the wall at the hotel? Our room had two holes in the wall. One, one by the door. Like somebody just whipped that bad boy open but they just didn't bother to patch it up. And then there was another one kind of by the nightstand um, over on the side of the bed that, that J-Bone and I were on. Because um, if I remember correctly, Attaway, it went from right to left. It was Sharpless, you, J-Bone, me, or Sharpless, you, me, J-Bone. One of those two. I think that was the order. I was either end. I remember one night I was on the end, one night I was not on the end. But... Um, yeah, on J-Bone and I's side, there was a hole next that night. <laughs> I, I, I honestly don't remember, but I remember it better than any um, nicer hotel experience I've ever had. So for sure. say that much about it. For sure. I mean, and it was awesome. They had a great pool. I loved the pool, deep pool, and nobody was there. So like the, I think it was the second night that we were there. Uh, we were kind of bummed because it was a stupid Alabama wedding. Um, and they didn't have like a reception. So there was like no dinner, no dancing, no music. And it was just so awkward. And we were all like, dang, like I felt bad for those guys. Um, cause they flew from Seattle, um, to come down here. And that was just disappointing. It was, I, w- I would have been pissed if I was them. I mean, it was a good time with the boys. And I think that's what salvaged it. Like if there weren't the five of us, um, and plus the little skirmish that uh, that we could use this as a sidebar. I don't know if we want to tell the tale. Um, had a little drama. Maybe the first uh, big fight that Gross had with his wife during that trip. Um, but, um, it was funny with the uh, with the five of us. And then uh, his wife was pretty cool, from what I remember, uh, going off. I'm, but if it was just I'm us a, there... Go I'm going to make a note of that, and we can tell that story next week. We'll okay. Have, leave a little cliffhanger. For yeah, we'll family. leave a little cliffhanger, but there was some drama in the uh, gross house. Good thing we were in a separate room, man, because uh, tensions were probably high uh, that, the <laughs> night before the wedding. <laughs> but, um, but uh, yeah, we'll yeah. get to that story later, so feel free to keep us accountable. That was, we, we, that was the lamest wedding I've ever been to, say that. Yeah, wedding sucked. <laughs> yeah, that was awful. Um, but yeah, if it wasn't for if it wasn't for you guys, it would have been miserable. Because um, I mean, we made a good time out of it, and we went back to the pool, went off. Um, we did some cool things in Birmingham. Um, you know, we made it worth it. But like for those guys flying in and doing all that logistics, I mean, you know, for us it was what six hour drive, I guess. Um, which wasn't yeah. that bad. Um, but yeah, man. Um, yeah, I felt bad for those guys. I was like, dang, like, especially gross, like him and his wife coming down here. 
Um, but hey, man, memories, man. Like you said, you remember that hotel or that experience that weekend. Like I'll never forget that. Every time somebody has a wedding, like uh, you know that that's always going to be on the short list of of <laughs> wedding memories and uh, do not do. Uh, for sure. A lot of do nots in that one. No doubt. Except we did get Dan Boots' goodies, which was pretty awesome. That was definitely a must do at any uh, Dan Boots attended wedding, for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's definitely a, uh, a fantasy of mine. And <laughs> speaking of fantasies, mm. uh, back to uh, the league that holds us together, yeah. I would say. We, we, we'd like to uh, introduce a, a segment we, we've kind of started, a quasi-segment we started, where we yeah. do uh, we, we do predictions mm-hmm. for each week uh, each week's matchups. We're going to try to predict them, see who comes out on top. Mm-hmm. And uh, so secretly, behind closed doors, Juve mm-hmm. and I both predicted the uh, week three matchup, or no, week, week four, right? Week four matchups. Week four matchups, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. So we have the outcomes. Yeah, once again, a Nick-suggested segment, so want to give some positivity where positivity is due. Not a true roast of Nick outright every week, um, though occasionally he does deserve it. And if he adds me, I will make sure, um, as we control the narrative that way, that will be put down and dealt with. Um, so let that be a president um, going forward, um, as my phone hates to be grammatically correct. Um, but yeah, Adway, so like we said, we did a little pick 'em. So between the six games, um, we had some predictions um, with some pretty average results. Um, you want to go through, I guess, just go through your picks like we would have normally and just kind of tell a little justification. And of course, we know how that works. And then I guess you can say your record at the end, or we can say your record at the end, but just kind of get us in your thought process or what you were thinking, kind of bigger picture for week four. Um, and how you did in those predictions. Mm, okay, okay. So I texted you Thursday afternoon, mm-hmm. uh, once we talked about it. And uh, Oh, interesting. I, 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 sorry, I hate to jump in, but interesting thing of note. But it just, just kind of came to me. So we're drinking the balls, and I just want it to be known that I was in Dick's Sporting Goods when you had texted me. So... Kind of an interesting uh, situation there. Some dicks and balls, dicks and nuts being no, crossed over here. Not a coincidence. Here. Yeah, not a coincidence, but I just want that to make notes. So you texted me Thursday. This is true. I recall. Yeah. Um, so, I, you know, I, I called my own number. I picked myself. Shout uh, out. I picked, uh, I picked Gross. Mm-hmm. Um, Verse Sharpless. So you were thinking upset. Yeah, I was thinking upset. I was thinking, you know, uh, Sharpless been talking to Smack. He's got to be brought down to earth by Gross. Uh, I thought maybe Gross had some momentum, but you know, he gave up a little short. Owen, I picked Owen. I thought maybe it was a get-right game, but mm-hmm. the Candyman uh, started celebrating Halloween a little early on him. October. Dave, I picked Dave, but Dave is, you know, I mean, I thought Cody's lineup looked a little rough, <laughs> and uh, but Dave decided to start people that weren't even playing. So uh, classic. Classic Dave move. Cody gets the win. Um, I picked Jordy, and uh, that worked out. He uh, bloodbath pooped on Seth. Yeah, and I picked Nick. So three and three overall. 
There you go. Law of averages prevails. So you got three and three. You got back to 500. Um, so that's, there you go. There you go. So, of course, um, I had a chance to have a really good week, um, but I kind of slipped away. A, a kind of a close one, but not really that great. So once again, I picked you over Marty. It was actually funny. I was talking to Marty, and I was telling him about this. Uh, I think it was Sunday that I was talking to him. But it was like um, I was telling him about the segment, and I was like, I think I picked you. And then I went back and looked at my pick. I was like, oh, no, actually I picked Attaway. But it was kind of funny because we talked around maybe noon, um, or I guess we stopped talking about noon or 12.30, but anyways, and then um, his game started, and then obviously you railed him start to finish. He had, and I, this is not hyperbole, he had the worst game ever, ever in the ninth season of the Fantasy Football League. He had the worst game ever, and it wasn't even close. 37.0 points. Previous record was his own at 58. He crushed that record by 21 points. He now has the three top low-scoring games in league history, 2020, 2012, and 2013. Marty stacking the record books. So I uh, was mistaken that, but I did pick you out of way, all that being said. Um, so I went 1-0 there. I did pick Gross as well. Um, uh, Jackson, I think, had been underperforming or just kind of been getting into the groove of things, so I thought this was going to be a blow-up game for him. Uh, so I picked Gross. That did not work out. So I go one and one after the Sharpless game. Um, I like Clayton. Um, he was just kind of those teams got some good talent, but I liked his matchups um, just as far as who he was playing and kind of the wide receivers versus the DBs, the running backs versus the um, you know the defenses. Obviously Chubb goes down and he still does well. So got that one right. So it gets me back to two and one. I was feeling a little Randy, um, so I did pick the upset of Cody. Uh, which is kind of why I was pulling for him uh, down the stretch there, of course, against my rival Dave. So I had to go Cody. Um, just something about Cody struck me this week. Um, he shouldn't be 3-1. and one. He doesn't want to be 3-1. and one. Um, He doesn't really like his team. and uh, But, I mean, he's winning. And there was just something about Cody that I felt like I had to go with that week. I couldn't really explain it. So I did, got it right. So that pushed me up to 3-1. and one. Uh, Went with Jordy. Got that right in a big way. Wins by almost 100 points over Seth once again. Couldn't go with my rival there. And then I tried to call my own number. Uh, you know, I didn't like my outlook going in, um, but I would rather go down with a shit betting on myself, and so I did. So I ended up going 4-2. and two. Of course, Nick won. Um, so I'm one game up, baby, uh, through uh, one week. And we'll now uh, be making these fully public on a weekly basis, Attaway. But, um, yeah, we had a couple games. Obviously, if the if Dave gets a late um, a late touchdown Monday night um, or uh, from, uh, oh, my gosh, uh, running back um, that he has. Jones. Jones, goodness gracious. Yeah, if he gets a late touchdown um, – then that's a different story, and I mean we're opposite. You're four and two, I'm three and three. Um, so it was right there, kind of wire to wire. But another good matchup. We had another exciting matchup because that was the only one that really came down to it uh, Monday night significantly. Uh, most of the other ones needed a miracle um, to get it done or just a very unlikely circumstance. Um, 
so able to take care of business. But, yep, so we'll see. We're going to continue to track that on a weekly basis and keep it a season-wide running tally. But good suggestion by Nick, like we said. Um, so it'll be interesting to see um, going forward how smart we actually are, Adway, or how in touch of things we are, or how predictable things may be. Maybe it's beyond our control, you know, here in the fantasy realm. Yeah, I, uh, I think we should. Do you want to do them on air here in a second? For week five, or do you want to do those behind? Might as well. Let's, we're on it. Let's okay. go. Let's. I uh, say we pump it out. Let the people I, know so they're not thinking we make up right. numbers. All right. I say we do it in just a moment. A um, couple talking points. Uh, well, first off, on the blood balls. Back on the balls. Yeah. Um, back to the balls. Are you on number three? I moved, I moved on to the chocolate teas one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't know what you think about the strawberry Rita. Um, it may just not be my thing. I, I don't know. It, it hit me in the face with a lot of weird taste and, and uh, just the fake taste mixed with the alcohol. It just didn't do it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so not, I wouldn't really recommend that one. That one's probably like a 4.5 or a 5. Dang. Um, maybe that's a bit harsh. I mean, like, if you're if you're in the market for this, you either like this kind of thing or you just want to get drunk. And, you know, at that point, it's probably higher on the scale for you. True. Um, I, I am a little, you know, surprised. The chocolate teas one has orange wine in it. I don't know <laughs> if ever actually had orange wine. So. Evidently, I'm going to be having a lot of it tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I'm allergic to orange wine. Hives. <laughs> um, <laughs> the balls gave yeah. me the Rona. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, on the predictions, I mean, I guess I always feel a little panicky about my own team. Mm-hmm. But with Marty's historic performance, <laughs> we got to touch on that a little bit. Yeah. I I thought that, like, he had a chance just because I've looked at his team before and been like, uh, you know, he's got some good players, but I'm not impressed with his wide receiver three or something like that. And mm-hmm. then he just falls out because it doesn't matter. Like, he's wide receiver three, he scored three points. Mm-hmm. And. The rest of his team just rock solid. Or he has two dudes who score like 50 each and has a killer score. So, like, you know, I've learned not to be too picky with other teams like that. Like, it doesn't matter if they have studs. But, um, you know, he had, a, he had a rough week this week, you know, starting Boston Scott and um, Nick Mullins. And I, I, I just had a feeling, I, I did text Marty, like, when he picked up Nick Mullins, I'm like, man, I know Nick Mullins is going to drop like 30 on me. <laughs> of course, I was wrong. But In a I texted way. you. <laughs> yeah, I texted you during the four o'clock games because my four o'clock players were doing absolutely nothing, mm-hmm. and I was nervous that like Scott and and Mullins were going to go off, and then Ridley and Ryan were going to go off, and I would still lose to a team that had like fifteen points at the moment, um, which was pretty funny looking back. At one point, every player on my team, including well, every player on my bench, had outscored the entire team uh, like through the one o'clock game or something like that, mm-hmm. and then. Uh, his bench had outscored his entire starting roster for a while there too. Just funny to do those uh, little number crunches, but <laughs> during, during the four o'clock games, our players hadn't done anything. So I texted you, um, you know, I could seriously lose to Marty still. My four o'clock players are dropping the pants, Mike Singletary style. <laughs> and I'm not sure if you remember this story. I felt like it's a good one to bring back up. Um, <laughs> 
Mike Singletary was coach of the 49ers for a few years there. And he was a legendary linebacker for the Chicago Bears. Uh, fantastic linebacker. And, and it yeah, he was on like the 85 Bears, the Super Bowl team. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he was he's a Super Bowl champ stud. I think he's probably a Hall of Famer um, as a player. So. He had a promising future as a coach, and then it all went away. But his first year was just like this kind of a spectacle. Like, he just, like, ridiculous things would happen called out Vernon Davis and then at the press conference he would get all fiery you know and that was his infamous uh, press conference with Vernon Davis he's like uh, you know I can't I can't have players like that I can't I can't coach him I can't win with him you know going off Davis so publicly can't do it but <laughs> which is great when you're riding the wave but uh, there was one week where his team was just playing his poor in the first half and uh, the report the report is that during halftime in the locker room, he told them they were playing terribly, and to show how badly they were playing, he dropped his pants uh, in the locker room in front of everybody, <laughs> and uh, you know that was his illustration of how they were playing. It was just him with his pants on the ground in his underwear. The report did state that sources said he kept his underwear on, uh, but he kept going on on the tirade for about four or five minutes on the ground so just that imagery will always stick with me as someone underperforming is Mike Singletary dropping his pants to show you how badly you're underperforming and I'd have to say that was probably actually Marty's team this week there you go there you go yeah aptly put that is a great uh, it's a great <laughs> symbol yeah I remember that press conference was hilarious uh, but yeah that uh, yeah I mean he was obviously a beast as a player I thought he was going to be a good coach but yeah, evidently, I mean, he was evidently just, like, too old school, and it just didn't gel with a lot of the guys. Because, I mean, X, oh, yeah. X's and O's, he was there, but I, I think that was kind of the big story, and so that kind of fizzled out, and then, you know, with all the, the press it's, and stuff. Yeah. yeah. There's, a, there's, a, there's a place, there's a time and a place for, like, the old school hard-nosed stuff, mm -hmm. and um, and then sometimes it's like, okay, we need actual, like, game plan you know because mm -hmm. the the pep talk only lasts for so long when it's third and long mm -hmm. you know nobody's thinking about man coach gave you a great speech before the game like no mm -hmm. we need a play but yeah there, there was another good moment that season where uh they had a cornerback his name was dre it wasn't dre kirkpatrick it was dre something dre Bly, i think it was uh-huh yeah his beast yeah dre Bly, and they had a i'll always remember this mostly because it was the Falcons, but I just remember, like, one of my buddies, we would go off about this moment. The Falcons just, like, roasted the Niners on the road in, in San Fran, uh, Candlestick Park, and they just, you know, beat the piss out of them. And they were probably up by, like, 30. And uh, Dre Bly intercepts a pass, and he's got a clear pass to the end zone. <laughs> and and he's, he's running down there, and probably at about, like, the 40-yard line, he starts high-stepping it like Deion Sanders. <laughs> And Roddy White catches up to him and knocks the ball out and recovers the fumble. <laughs> and uh, that's when you need a hard-nosed coach, and that's when he was good because I'll never forget, like, A, that moment was hilarious, but the press conference at the end when they're interviewing Dre Bly, he literally he comes out and says, you know, they're, they ask him about that. Obviously, they're going to ask him about that. He says, you know, Dre was being Dre. I'd do it again. <laughs> I, I would do it again. And then 
Singletary uh, had some words for him and, and kind of changed his mind on that one. But uh, <laughs> that's when you know her notes coach. And that that 09 front, I think it was 09, 49 team. Yeah, because was that um, was that post Garcia, or was that on the, the tail down? Was To still yeah. around? Yeah, I think he went to Tampa in like 07 or something like that. So okay. they probably had, gosh, yeah, I don't know who the quarterback was in like 09. So I mean, um, all that to be said, like 49ers were bad at that point because it was it yeah. was right around that time. I mean, the it's it's hard to for us to visualize it now but the um i mean the nfc west at that time was laughable it's probably that what the afc south was a couple years ago what the nfc east is right now um of course what is it the eagles leading the division at oh two and one or something like that i think um, they're one they're one two and one okay one two and one leading the division four weeks in with one win is pretty hilarious yeah, so at that point, I remember, yeah, the, the 49ers sucked, and they were a laughing suck. I mean, the whole NFC West was, um, because not too long after that, the Seattle won the division at 7-9, and nine, um, and that was when Marshawn Lynch, they went on, and they were getting ridiculed. They played the Saints, and then they smacked the Saints with Marshawn had the, the beast run, the, the beast quake, and then everybody went ballistic, and they actually won a playoff game. But, yeah, just to kind of set the scene, 49ers were awful back then. Um, and of course, I mean, just a couple of years ago, they were in the Super Was it last year in the Super Bowl? The, yeah, last year. Yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, yeah. 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 I mean, you look at like two years in a row, NFC West, uh, teams in the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And the Seahawks have been twice this, you know, past five, six, seven, eight years, whatever it is. Should have won twice. So, yeah. Well, yeah, they should have won, but they've been twice. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, so speaking of that, uh, Beastquake, that sounds like a good name for like a, a Quaker Oats little Debbie-style treat. Uh, uh, yeah, and <laughs> get him to like, advertise it? Yeah, just like... That'd be hilarious. Just like, some, just like, like my 600-pound life person <laughs> like, who's just giving up on life, and they just want that <laughs> sweet, sweet fitness. They get up and they get their, their Beastquake. <laughs> I need this. The only reason... <laughs> I uh, scrape out my bed sores and get out of bed is for the beast <laughs> quake. <laughs> I'm eating healthy with the chocolate covered 600 calorie beast quake by Quaker Oats. <laughs> Dang, well, I gotta, I gotta catch up and get, <laughs> get a little sidebar here. I'm gonna go into the horseshada. The horseshada? I don't even know. What. <laughs> The horse shit. <laughs> How do I pronounce it? <laughs> I don't know. That was, that was uh, let's see, horchata. Okay, we're gonna. What do they say? It's spelled H O R C H A T A. So evidently, it's a thing. Like Sharpless is like, oh, you've never had that before, and I was like, dude, I have no idea what you're talking about. But this one is white. So you guys, of course, know my feelings on the White Mountain Dew for the most part. Um, but this is a cream. <laughs> this is the horchata. It's got, once again, the orange wine, cream, <laughs> and it's got the natural and artificial flavors. So here we go. i got to try to keep it with that. It's number three, the horchata white flavor. What, uh, the white flavor. Oh. Yeah, it's horchata. Horchata. <laughs> horchata. Uh, <laughs> also spelled... <laughs> 
also spelled as O R X A T A, which is Orxata. I don't. That, that's a totally different word. Um, what are your final thoughts on the the strawberry Rita? Kind of the same as mine, or, um, or you, uh... similar? I wouldn't be as harsh as you. I would definitely prefer the sour apple to the strawberry Rita. Um, so I gave the sour apple a six five. Um, I guess I would have to go probably five 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 point five with the strawberry Rita. Um, kind of the same feel, but it was sweeter and the aftertaste is more painful. Um, but I just took two sips of this <laughs> whore shat, uh, and um, this is awful. <laughs> definitely the worst one. <laughs> definitely, definitely the worst one. No doubt. It's got. So it comes in strong. First you get the cream and then you just get the wham, like the cheap the cheap uh booze taste. And um and then you kind of get like a creamy almost like a toast like a a, a coffee creamer toothpaste big red combination in like the back end. And it is just very unsettling. Definitely I get it all the back end. <laughs> yeah, I made I, sure I to sling it to the back of my throat. <laughs> I can't get over the first you get the cream and then you get the wham. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's it's like it's like um I mean this is basically from what I remember, I mean it's been a couple years um cuz we didn't get any chocolate one in Seattle. Um so mm. I think the last time that we had chocolate wine was in 2018. Um, in Nashville, and um, from what I remember, this is like the chocolate one without the chocolate. It's kind of got a more of a creamy, kind of thick consistency than the other clear and yeah. more liquidy, sugary ones that I had previous to. Um, yeah, this is definitely the worst. I will not be getting this again, for sure. Mm. Well, unless well, I lose a bet. You know, I mean... I, uh, you yeah. know, I don't like to live in absolutes. It is very low likely that I will be uh, that I will be getting this again. But I will get as much as I can before uh, you move on to you're, number four and I keep pace. You're not going out of your way for it. Um, no. I, I, I'm on the chocolate <laughs> cheese still. I would say it's, uh, you know, it's pretty solid for what it is, man. I mean, like, mm-hmm. if you're, if you're, you're you know, Going off at the gas station with the boys. <laughs> <laughs> the boys. I'd, I'd recommend the chocolate cheese. Yeah. It's a good tease. Yeah, good tease. Yeah, I was thinking about getting the chocolate tease, but of course we had it. And I was like, you know, yeah. I want to branch out. I'm trying to broaden my horizons. And, you know, uh, Mr. Feast was uh, wanted to kind of see the spread. And because I had the numerous options here at the uh, – uh, Mike's Nine Stop is <laughs> is the name of the gas station at away uh, right at the corner of Lafayette and Magnolia, um, kind of by the Applebee's here, um, and a kind of cat corner from that Best Buy. Uh, for those who remember Tallahassee City layouts, um, but yeah, they had seven to eight different flavors. So I wanted to stay away from the chocolate since I already knew that was done and my and branch out, but. Um, I knew this was kind of going to be a question mark. I didn't want to show any bias, but it is by far the worst, no doubt. 
the worst well, is yet to come. That, oh. You know, that's how sometimes you get off to that bad start. Uh, we have a few teams off to a horchata-style <laughs> start. Look out. Uh, third, third dynamite segue of the episode. Take it away. Yeah. <laughs> Bottom barrel, Attaway. Give it to us. Roast these fools. Um, yeah, I mean, we've got, uh, you know, we, if you want to do the, the predictions right now, oh, true. Some, uh, close to know. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll start off with, uh, we'll, with Owen versus Seth talking about Owen four and that Orchata style start. <laughs> um, <Or-ta-da! laughs> we, uh, we got Stanley Jeter's steam squad, uh, <laughs> a real steamer. Uh, of a season versus uh, right in the bro hole, hilarious Norbit style name. Uh, yeah, if we got yeah, if we got points for team names, Owen would get like seventy five points every week. Or no, unfortunately we don't. That how it works. Yeah, these are. Uh, I don't know about you, Attaway, but sidebar, just so everybody knows, like it's starting to hit me right now. <laughs> <laughs> Standing dance here at number three. <laughs> this is your Gulliver's Strawberry one? No, I haven't finished any okay. of them yet. I, I didn't either. I, I don't know that I will. Yeah, they're they're all over. Well, except for the <laughs> Orshada. Uh, they're all over yeah. halfway done though, so they're definitely in the middle right now. But yeah, they're. I mean, they're all fifteen percent, right? These balls all are dense. They're no joke. Nope. <laughs> Which reminds me of uh, there was a a headline last week that was, uh, uh, you know, sometimes when they report an injury, they don't say injury, mm-hmm. so they just talk about the body part. Mm-hmm. And it was like Kareem Hunt's groin not considered to be serious. <laughs> <laughs> that headline just had me going. <laughs> <laughs> Not that impressive groin. <laughs> That's good though. I can get with that. That's good. Uh, I'm, I'm picking Owen this week. Uh, hey, Seth might go winless, and it might be hilarious. Uh, that uh, would be hilarious. I think Owen's got some more uh, more bright spots than Seth at the moment, and uh, yeah, I think Owen gets his first win. There it is. Let me see. Yeah, I'm gonna try to bring up this roster just so I can look at it. Uh, I got out of the scoreboard like a big dumb idiot. Um, because if I recall, Seth's got some buys this week, or what's up? Oh, you're man, I'm just going off of a feeling. Just going off the feel, <laughs> not looking at stuff. Uh, ESPN is projecting. So this is will be interesting as well. Oh, that's the wrong matchup. That's me. I don't want me. Why did it go to my box score? Stupid idiot. I want the Stanley Jimmers. Here we go. The own four bowl. So Seth is favored by 9.9 in this matchup. Or sorry, correction. Owen is actually the favorite yeah. in this matchup right now. Um Yeah. Bridgewater's coming on strong. He's going up against Atlanta. Eh, but I mean 
Yeah, we'll see. I mean, Zeke's playing the Giants, and that offense has been rolling. Um, Burrow looked good, but he's going against Baltimore. It's kind of going to be tough. A.J. Green um, is still in a win starting lineup. The Diddler got rolling last week. Um, he's going against Miami. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to have to ride this train. I'd be down to uh, go with here. Obviously, Seth still got all those guys on IR. Armstead's injured. Um, and I thought he had some guys on by. Maybe I'm just imagining somebody else. Uh, it's more like he's got some guys that are saying bye-bye because they're not <laughs> producing anything and they're just basically leaving him high and dry. <laughs> bye Bye bye, Seth. Uh, he does. Oh, he does. <laughs> goodness, that's a stretch. Oh, but he does. Oh, yeah, he got boned. Oh, yeah, that's that's what's up. Stafford's on by, uh, so that's a hit. Stafford's been pretty consistent, and then Schreckler got hurt. Uh, that's what Seth gets for not trading him to me last week. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna get on this Owen train. Um, Stopping me again. Two, I know, right? Two Owens or two Marty's point. Uh, the longer Owen stays winless, it is fun because you can just go Owen four, Owen five, Owen six. Yeah. And that's pretty enjoyable. Um, I do that bit. I, I, I do. I also wish that it, whoever loses this matchup, um, obviously it's Owen, it doesn't really matter. But Seth, he has to change his name to Owen on Facebook, <laughs> much like you changed your name to Seth Carroll for most of the year, one year, I think it's 2017. And it was hilarious. It was so good because you would just confuse people by pretending like you were Seth on the, on the league page. That, the that was good. And it was very difficult to change my name, name back um, when I decided to go through with that. But it was worth it. Zero regrets. Um, oh, I, no regrets on my end either. I'll say that much. <laughs> good to know. Good to know. Um, I'd also like Hey, oh, oh, were you continuing on that point? No, I didn't really have anything. Okay, okay, I don't want to step on your chest. You got uh, I'd like to do a little, a little preview of the remix of a, a, a new segment we have called uh, Fact, Fact or Fiction. Um, <laughs> we could do it all at one point, but I would forget what we were going to talk about because I just thought of it right now. <laughs> so a little preview of the remix, our Kelly style, no teenagers. Uh, fact or Fiction, is Reichwell Armstead alive? Um, Seth and I were discussing this I'm a little confused because uh, Reichwell Armstead went on the COVID list right before the season that's the last news we have of him and that was like over a month ago we haven't heard a single thing about him most people 10 to 14 days they're back and even if they aren't we've heard something about it I haven't heard anything about this what's going on there? No, uh, that may be a good observance because his designation has changed he is no longer ir status he has changed to out um Mm -hmm. but i think that may be a logistical thing um because if he had the rona he's got a quarantine and so he can't show up to team facilities so i'm not sure the jaguars know i haven't heard anything not that i'm super plugged into the jags but typically i'm more involved with the jags than any other team of course um, but yeah, to your point, I mean, we have zero updates since draft night. Um, of course, the last update was the fourth, and no one has said anything about it. Um, of course, having said that, Robinson's been going off. Um, so I don't think Armstead coming back to the picture really matters if he does come back. 
Um, is he alive? This is good. I mean, I can't be on the fence. This is either or. Is it real or is it not? Until I see otherwise. Oh, they would have had to know, you'd think, if he was dead. Um, I'm going to say he's alive. Fact. Alive. All right. Well, as the JAG expert, you would know. I, I, I think it is probably more of a scenario where, you know, Robinson's playing well, and they're just like, yeah, we don't really need you. Uh, but it just seemed kind of strange. You would think they'd bring him on at some point. Uh, I'm going to go with fiction. I think that uh, maybe he died and uh, Goodell's covering it up. And, you know, you've seen the way he's tried to bury some of these other things going on. Um, he didn't have the best, maybe, plan, although who does have the best plan in this scenario? But, you know, not trying to stir up a panic, but I'm just going with fiction on this one. There you go. There you go. Okay, so this is one thing that I kind of uh, stumbled upon, and they, I kind of got the wheels turned. So, fact or fiction, let me dish one to you, Attaway. Fact or fiction, um, the um, Stefan Gilmore positive test slash mini outbreak that we've seen in new england uh, a couple other people got it kind of similar to how it went down in tennessee um factor fiction this is belichick propaganda to avoid another potentially more winnable game of course they play kansas city in order to get cam newton back for their next game hoping to get this postponement um Stephon Gilmore and the other New England Patriot outbreaks are legitimate. Fact or fiction? Uh, I'm going to go with fact. They are legitimate, uh, though I will say I am confused as to how everything's going on. I mean, that's, you know, I'm a simpleton, so that's not really uh, that surprising. <laughs> but I, I, I don't I don't know. I, I've been trying to track a little bit, but haven't been paying as much attention as maybe I should. I, I find it hard to believe that the Titans could have such an outbreak and the Vikings are totally in the clear. Um, not saying, like, the tests are fake or COVID's fake or anything like that. I'm just saying, I don't know. The whole situation is kind of weird. Uh, I, I, I buy that Stefan has it, you know, and Cam has it, but... Um, I don't know. It's just kind of an interesting situation, um, to say the least. I don't think that Bill is – I think if Bill were going to pull a stunt, he would have pulled a stunt before the season. Uh, mm-hmm. Like when all of his defense opted out, he would have pulled some kind of stunt and gotten the whole league to to shut down or something like that or heavily alter it. I don't think he's pulling a stunt now. I'll call fiction. Noted. Yeah, I'm going to go fact. Uh, not necessarily disputing the fact that Gilmore doesn't have it, but just there's some kind of bigger conspiracy at play. Uh, not that I know all the details, but something's kind of up there, um, of course, and they look so, so bad. Uh, Hoyer and Stidham both just look like hot garbage. Obviously, a difficult scenario. They traveled last minute, uh, blah, 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 and they're going against probably the best team in football, reigning Super Bowl champs. Um yeah, but I think there's something up there. I think um, okay. because I don't think it was really. I think Belichick realized it wasn't really a winnable game, and so I think he could kind of eat that loss. But I think um, going forward into this week, um, I'm not necessarily convinced going against Denver that they feel like um, you know maybe in a potential circumstance to give Denver a win if they get some more garbage quarterback play and they can't really get things rolling um so they kind of want to save face even though it is a home game um 
but yeah, I think something's up here. So I'm gonna go fact, shady situations uh, going up in New England. Okay, okay. Well, while we're on that fact or fiction game, uh, might as well uh, bring up the last one I had. Uh, fact or fiction, is Nick's nut allergy real? <laughs> uh, this has been a good one. This has been yeah. one um, that has become widely accepted. Um, but I'm going to say on a previous circumstance, uh, first of all, I forget pretty regularly. And then Nick kind of gets pissed at me. And then I just kind of joke it off like, I got you. <laughs> of course, I remember <laughs> they generally defeat us. But because um, I think I offered him a PB&J and he just shot me this vile look, uh, this scowl <laughs> of disdain. Um, but... I mean, it's like, when you ask him about it, it's really sketchy. First of all, it was years upon years ago that he had it, and it wasn't necessarily a, quote, allergy. It was a predetermined um, lack of being able to process it. I don't know. Like, the way he explained it was very confusing. And once again, going back to your simpleton point, Adaway, I resonate with that, and not saying that I'm an expert, but... It almost seems like he had a disposition more to these nuts um, than uh, an actual full-blown allergy. So I've always thought that there was something shady. Um, so I'm going to go fiction that Nick has a true full-blown nut allergy. I've yet to be fully convinced. Uh, change my mind. Yeah, yeah. Before you pick fiction, let me uh, lay out my case for fiction here and uh, convince you. Um <laughs> I agree. Uh, he was very weird in his description uh, <laughs> of it. I think, yeah, he, uh, well, very weird. You know, we could stop there. But he, he mentioned, like, basically, oh, they thought I might have one as a kid, but they didn't really test it or something along those lines. Yeah. So he just doesn't eat peanuts at all. But then we talked about, like, EpiPens and whatnot. Mm. And he's like, oh, yeah, my EpiPen's super expired. I just don't have one. We're like, what happens if you accidentally, um, you know, have something with peanuts? And he's like, ah, well, I just take my chances. And if there's no EpiPen, ah, I just die. Yeah. <laughs> that is of not course. the position of a rational person. Of like, a, of a husband know. and father of one, potentially more. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, this was, this was, you know, four, five, six seven years ago, whatever it was. But, I think I remember this conversation. But you, you probably still have a working EpiPen, so the, the, the point stands. Um, <laughs> you know. Uh, <laughs> so the, the, the discussion was spurred because I was talking to him about candy because Clayton had come up. And so obviously we're talking about candy and Halloween and everything going on. And oh, true. I, like, I need to know, pick up classic some ones. Corn. What's that? You, you didn't think of what? Yeah, I was in the grocery store doing some deliveries the other day, and I was I stumbled upon some candy corn mix with like the little pumpkins and some chocolate candy corn. I was like, dang, and I'm regretting it now. I should have purchased a little bag of that. But I like getting a little You're candy a fan corn. Candy corn? I'm I'm not super candy corn. Um, Attaway, as I know, we had a coworker um who mm-hmm. who bashed us for our Angie. lack of love. <laughs> our lack of. Our lack of love for candy corn previously. Um, I just got to pull back the curtain once again. Attaway and I, of course, when we were both working at the Department of Education, working at that terrible desk job, 
um, trying to make bank and stay out of these streets, um, that there was this lady, but it was nowhere near Halloween. I want to say, <laughs> I had, uh, I want to say it was March or, <laughs> or April. <laughs> and the buzz balls are really hitting now and um she had just a ton ton of candy corn and um she kept offering it to us like every day multiple times a day and it was just like you know what like you know i I'm, i had some the first time and you know i like candy corn every now and then but it's not like i'm like a super candy corn guy and it was just like, I'm not feeling it. But then she, like, got offended and, like, roasted, kind of roasted me. Or, like, went off, nobody wants to eat my candy corn <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> and I remember you, from what I recall, um, revisionist history or maybe otherwise, but from what I recall, you were offered candy corn as well. And so you were kind of in the same camp as me uh, with this candy corn issue. But um... Yeah, I think um... – I think part of that too is like seeing the people that we worked with and they were all, you know, 20 something years older than us, or at Mm -hmm. least look like they were 20 something years older than us. (laughs) Yes. It was like a, it's like a take the blue pill or the red pill situation from the matrix. Uh Like I feel like if I take the candy corn, I become them and I'm stuck here forever. Um, I don't think I was thinking that in the moment. I just think that right now. Big picture. And also, I didn't want to guzzle a pound of candy corn and, and, and you know, you know, get too thick. But um... dang it! All right, if you're listening to this recording, I had now been on a phone call with Chris for two hours. Uh, my phone killing it as it does. Just dropped the call. Um, so please enjoy this little interlude as I attempt to get Christopher back on the phone here in order to continue this podcast now that we're 90 minutes in to this action hello <laughs> hey guy shout out to my phone 90 minutes like clockwork dropping calls <laughs> savage actually we we're two uh, hours two hour phone call on the brink there but anyway so yeah we were talking angie we were talking candy corn getting thick um sweetness sidetracking from nick peanut allergy all in all, yeah, I, I'm pro candy corn, but it's not something I have often. I will Agreed. say the, the candy pumpkins are a game changer in the recent uh, recent years. Yes. I feel like they're much more substantial. Like, I feel like I could just eat handful after handful of candy corn, but, like, if I'm eating those pumpkins, it's like, Pumpkin I can have one or two, and I'm like, okay, I'm more aware of what it is. Um, but, um, but anyway, you know, Nick's pro candy corn as well. We were talking about different candy. And like, Good to know. Ones that get stuck in your teeth, like ones that aren't really worth the hassle. Like mm-hmm. I said, you know, like I like Butterfinger, but I don't like the residue in my teeth. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't get the appeal of the things that you get stuck in. Like Butterfinger I can get. I like the taste. But like Dots and Milk Duds, I don't get those, man. They get stuck in your teeth, and they aren't even that tasty in the first place. Like they, To me, they aren't worth it. Um, uh, you know, I don't know if you agree or anybody else agrees, but that's, that's kind of my thought on those. And then Nick said, well, are you a Whoppers guy? I could see you being a Whoppers guy. <laughs> First off, I don't really know what that means. Um, I don't know how you look at somebody and say you're a Whoppers guy, but you know, I, I like Whoppers, but 
<laughs> we got out the discussion. We were talking on one of Nick's, you know, you know, I was walking around the gas station with buzz balls. <laughs> and uh, we we're talking about 100 grand, and Nick swore that 100 grand had nothing. <laughs> And I, I know they do not, and so I was like, well, let me yeah. find one right now and look at it. And, you know, mm-hmm. they didn't have nuts in them. And he started questioning his whole life. And he said he always avoided them because of his nut allergy. And I said, yeah, like all the other things that you've avoided for literally no reason. Oh! And, uh, so, so, you know, <laughs> I'm rolling fiction on that one, but that's no surprise because I'm sure everybody else, um, even secretly Nick, will go with fiction on that one. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Also, do not understand um, 100 grand. What is there? I know they're like the the nutless version of paydays from what I remember. And I think very similar from what I recall, just trying to me think about candy. Um, I think they look very similar to paydays. So Nick probably just thought it was a payday and kind of made that tie um, in. I, th- I don't know. I think you might be getting confused. Right? Like payday is just straight up basically caramel and Nuts. Peanuts. So if you take out the peanuts, you just have caramel. Um, I mean, I guess like like payday is basically caramel and like basically like like kind of Rice Krispies. Not really, not like whole solid Rice Krispie cereals, but mm-hmm. like kind of like uh, like a Nestle Crunch or like uh, right. something like like that. The, the, the little you know, or Mr. Good Bar or whatever it is, Mr. Crispy or whatever the heck that thing is that yeah. you get with Mr. <laughs> Mr. Crispy. Um, I can't remember what it's called, but yeah, like like bits of that with caramel mm-hmm. covered in chocolate um, is what a hundred grand is basically. Yeah, and I I like it, but I guess I could see how you would see that like little crispy bits and think they're like crushed up peanuts or something. I guess. Yeah, it seems like uh, Nick just had a total aversion to anything in the D's nuts category. He was definitely shying away from at all costs but yeah i mean yeah i question it for sure i question it for sure as far as uh that's legitimacy um kind of another topic we had thought about attaway uh and i'll kind of even it out so we can both get to fact or fiction um seth is giving up on the season at own four in the basement with own four phillips and myself uh down here scraps um and if we're being honest between the three of us i mean except for the fact that i know we have four common games with each other seth and i will play twice uh owen and i will play once owen seth will play once as we know this week um and so unless we get a very difficult circumstance for us to tie there has to be four winners in those games um, I'm not all convinced that any of us get above two or ah two stuff. I don't think either of us or any of the three of us get above three wins as it stands right now, unless something drastically changes or everybody else's team just dies like uh, Raquel Armstead. Um, but uh, Factor Fishing, Attaway, I guess I'm going to circle around the question. Seth is giving up. Um, did put some information in the league chat, and everybody knows when you get into the league chat, you mean business when it talks, uh, when it relates to trades. Um, I think back, I mean, he basically admitted that he's giving up on the season. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I thought maybe he would back his way into a win against Jordy last week because Melvin Gordon and Jerry Judy had solid games on Thursday. Mm-hmm. But obviously that did not end up happening. Good Thursday, though. Oh, yeah, good Thursday. That Sam Darnold touchdown was lit. Oh, it was. Impressed. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with fact. Um, you know, fact or fiction, to me, is whether or not uh, anybody actually trades with him. <laughs> um, season long or this week? Oh, see, uh, season long. Yeah, um, I think something will go down in the next two or three weeks. Um, yeah, because I think he. Yeah, I just think it's a situation where it's like everybody's still kind of waiting to see where they are. Um, talking mm-hmm. to a couple of people, even with people that are five hundred, even with people that are three and one, a couple of guys I was talking to, um, they still aren't convinced that they're quote contenders um, at this point. So I think we need to get to kind of that week six, which is uh, a little less than halfway. Of course, we've got a 13-game regular season, um, which will put us, you know, we're either under halfway or over halfway. We can't get to six and a half weeks. Um, So once we kind of get to that sixth week, I think people will be more inclined to kind of shop and realize, okay, I'm an average team right now, not really a mover. Okay, I'm one or two guys away, I'm going to make this deal. So having said that, I think Seth is good for a couple of trades a year. Um, so I think he gets one done. I don't think it's going to be this week, um, but I think within the next, I would say before November, I think tra- Seth gets a deal done in some regard. Um, plus, in kind of the situation that he is, especially if he goes 0-5, 0-6, um, if nothing else, you want to try to get guys at least this is kind of my philosophy um at that point you want to have some kind of money to at least maybe get a steal late because there are guys every year that kind of bounce up um that you get so even if it's just like a low late round pick he gets a trade to get some money to get some guys he does that i know he doesn't like sacrificing draft capital as he has to um but I think whether it's players or some kind of something, I think Seth gets a deal done. So I would say, um, fact, somebody will trade with him. And maybe that person is me, uh, Attaway, commiserating down here in the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> Seth and I are good for about a trade a year, typically. All right. I like it. I like it. And that was that was all I had for fact and fiction. So as far as I'm concerned, that was uh, fact or fiction. True. Number one. True. Factor fiction brought to you by Horchata Buzzballs, um, the f- supporter of the 19th Amendment. Guys, breaking news. Um, first of all, whenever you're enjoying Buzzballs, something that I have not done is to shake them well. Uh, you got to make sure you shake the balls well. This is on the container here of my 187 milliliter Buzzball Horchata flavored. Uh, cream and orange wine special and Attaway supporter of the 19th amendment buzzball surprisingly women owned um is what it says on the balls on the side of your container i don't know if yours say that um not these balls <laughs> uh factor factor fiction buzzballs is women owned 
Uh, I'm gonna go with fact. I've actually seen some uh, some uh, billboards around these parts um, on the highway, and uh, I don't know where else you see billboards, but I've seen some billboards around these parts with some uh, some buzz balls ads on them, and they they say they're women owned. And there is a sporting young lady with a buzz ball in hand, and uh, she looks like she's having a good time. And I believe them, so I'm going to say fact. There you go. There you go. I don't know. Something seems fishy about it. Like they, they're trying too hard. I'm going to say fiction. It does make me want to start a business and then put mail on the product, <laughs> like as if anyone cares. Yeah. Who knows, man? Who knows? Good segment. There you go. A little fact or fiction for you. So we can get back to the predictions if you want out of way. We kind of got off the rails, but that's what we do. Uh, there were some pressing matters we needed attending to. Um, and this, of course, we want to continually bring up the fact that we are operating, uh, of course, in a fantasy reality realm. And at least I'm of the train of thought. Haven't really consulted with many of the people as to where they stand on many of these issues, but... Um, I'm continually convinced upon many instances that we are operating in a multiverse of some sort. Um, and so, as is the situation of a multiverse and functioning within that, we know that time is not linear. Um, and age is not a factor for oh. you, um, and little girl's not okay. Um, but uh, <laughs> all that being said, is we both picked Owen uh, one of six. Um, so let's get let's get back to some pick em out of way. Um, we wanted... I thought you were going somewhere with that, man. I, I, first off, the multiverse uh, idea is just something for uh, bad teams to think that there's a, a universe where there's a, a good version of themselves. Oh, uh, uh, Adam, that out there. I've been bad enough to realize that that is not necessarily true. <laughs> um, i convinced that I am subpar across the board. Um, but there are some slight modifications, um, like a multiverse that Marty did win that championship, and he uh, should have started. Um, oh, who is that running back that he should have started that would have won him the championship in 18? Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson. Yeah, he should have started. I believe there is a universe where Marty started Adrian Peterson week 16 of the 2018 NFL season and was able to create the greatest of escapes. Obviously – did the great escape which is a very um kind of marty award that i don't think will ever be duplicated because he was served up that situation on a silver platter as far as scheduling and it was just to the t perfect play out for the final three four weeks of the season uh for him regular yeah. season that is and then his team got rolling he just couldn't be stopped man so that's a message to all you teams that suck right now including myself don't ever give up because once you give up they win and you don't want them to win i think that that's like i think that that's a more fun way to view a multiverse is like there are maybe several different options that like have significant changes or maybe small changes that are significant. Yeah. But like this idea of like, there's a multiverse for literally everything. Like there's one where you come in 12th place, 11th place, all the way up to first. Like that's not that exciting. You know, like mm -hmm. every, every option is fulfilled. It's like, Oh, there's a multiverse where the Falcons win the Super Bowl every single C 
season. It's like, oh, that's not that exciting. Like, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Yeah, I, I kind of latch on to that sequence that there's not necessarily one for everything, but yeah, kind of the, I like to think of the back to the future kind of um, situation. Anyway, I don't know. Have you ever, have you ever seen those movies? Back to the future? <laughs> yeah. One, yeah. Two, uh, I mean, I know you were talking about watching it last week, but you know, I had to say it. Uh, just like The Matrix. Oh, yeah. Um, it's one of those set of movies that for whatever reason um i am constantly under doubt of whether adaway has seen these movie franchises uh which involve the matrix back to the future and there's probably a handful probably about five or six that i perpetually ask there, him so when i remember a, i will yeah, still there's purposefully a, there's ask there's a multiverse you. where you don't ask me if i've seen those movies <laughs> yeah but yeah having said that back to the future logic is i think you need some kind of baseline um, and then you can get a skewed timeline where you kind of get the multiverse split. But I think there has to be a close enough baseline that all realities are either stemming from or kind of that law of averages situation. Because I think in order for them to intertwine and overlap and kind of collide, as we've seen kind of like kind of a matrix glitch, if you will, kind of... Um, symbolic nature or an overlap or a parallel i think the universe is kind of to your point out of way not every situation necessarily is possible but there is a baseline law of averages kind of timeline and then these alternates are not necessarily linear but bouncing up and down and they will cross the other timelines that are all pretty close and interact with the baseline as well the average kind of timeline um, in order to cross over. So I tend to agree with you on that, but, um, yeah, I think there's definitely some sort of, um, branch out of that and how that might've changed. Um, but yeah, interesting to think about like what could have been, um, because if he beats Sharpless in 2018, we're looking at Sharpless still on two titles going into 2019. Um, Marty, of course, having a stronger position. Marty getting to dictate the draft. Um, do we don't end up in Seattle? Potentially, we end up somewhere else, wherever Marty wants to have us. Um, and then perhaps Sharpless isn't as comfortable. Decides to gamble maybe more than he would, or maybe he's trying to take a more conservative approach. And how does that dictate his 2019 season? And so maybe Sharpless doesn't win that year either. Somebody else wins, and then we're kind of stuck on a two Sharpless championship instead of the dynasty that we have currently with his four, potentially looking at a fifth. So, I mean, the the magnitude of Marty not starting Adrian Peterson week 16 in the 2018 season could have skipped us on to another timeline and have a greater magnitude than we can perhaps ever grasp that way. But interesting, but I think it would still be within our realm. Those are my another thoughts. Point, another point to that. I don't know if we've pointed this out before, or you've pointed this out, um, or if I, you know, I, if I'm familiar with that because you said it, or if I kind of stumbled upon this myself. But if Marty wins, he becomes the first ever champion of the league to not have a name, a first name, starting with the letter C. Wow. Oh, well, 
well, technically Clayton's first name is William, but yeah, Willie. You know, the first the first name that we know him as. Um, wow. So, I, so I'm I'm counting it. I'm, I'm I'm calling it real. I'm calling fact on that one. Clayton, Cody, Chris, Chris, and Caleb. Wow. So Marty would be the first one to not have the C name. So the C's have it, man. Dang. Is there a member of the league with a C name that hasn't won it? Who else? Nick, well, Marty, oh, Jordy, Seth, me, Owen, Dave. No. Dang. Now this perhaps is something bigger at play here. That is very interesting, something I did not realize. I knew Marty would have been the first ever um, league champion without a winning record. Uh, he would have been an even 8-8, eight and eight. Uh, of course, because he made the playoffs at 5-8, and eight, started the greatest escape at 2-8, and eight, um, and then went on his tear, unlike any other that we've ever seen. Um, but, wow, something I had not realized. Very interesting. There's... Oh, I also wanted to say, uh, tack on to the uh, to the whole uh, Roger Goodell murdering Reichel Armstead. Yeah, um, more like uh, Byquel Armstead. <laughs> 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 Got him. <laughs> Duval. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rock and roll. Yeah. So no one without a C name will ever win a championship. We've established that. So let's move on to these uh, <laughs> fact or fiction. Fact, yeah, or fact or fiction. Uh, the, uh, the 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 predictions. Uh, I picked the first one. You want to pick the second one? Let's just go back and forth. Uh, who's second in your order? Um, my next one would be you and C sharp. The battle of the C's. Chris battle. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you can pick that one. You can pick whichever one you want to be your. The one where you go first. Um, yeah, let me see my most interesting matchup. Um, I would pick that one, and I'll come back to it maybe if you don't want to start off on your own game. But I love me, and I think the league's most embraced rivalry is the Military Bowl. Of course, a phenomenal rivalry last year um, that we saw over... 370 points scored last year in one of those games. Um, I think they were both 300-plus games in total. Um, I love me a good military bowl. So let me get Jordy and Marty. Um, I'm going to open up that game real quick. Jordy's rolling. Um, Jordy is a good team, like we talked about, for the most part, a perennial quick starter. Um, I always keep waiting for Jordy's team to run out of gas, and it just doesn't. Like, I'm just waiting for Brady to have a bad day, um, but paired with a slow Dallas day. But, I mean, Dallas is reminding me, like, of a what I picture as a classic Saints team. Um, before they won the Super Bowl, they kind of solidified their defense that year. Um, and for a couple years, but for the longest time, it was Drew Brees playing hero ball. He had to score 35 40 points to have that chance. And that's where Dallas is. And like, I don't see them slowing down like Amari and, uh, Dak are going to get paid. Um, so I got to go Jordy in the military bowl until further notice. Um, even just those two guys, Dak 
and Amari can legit carry this team. But great production. You talked about it a couple weeks ago. Jarek McKinnon, money pickup. Um, he's been averaging 14, 50 points a week. Um, Rojo has had a resurgence. Um, and, of course, Tyreek Hill, always a potential to drop 40. Uh, Robbie Anderson, of course, discussed on the podcast, Sir Purr. Um, not a fan of Sir Purr. Um, I am a big fan, of personally, of the cat mascots across the league. Sir Purr and Jackson DeVille, um, both definitely in my top five mascots, um, along with Mr. Cheese. I love the Kansas City Mouse as a sidebar. <laughs> um, I don't know if his name is Mr. Cheese, but I like calling him Chuck. Um, but, uh, yeah, I got to go Jordy in this one. Uh, love the firepower um, that he's got going on right now. Like I said, until further notice, um, not picking against Jordy. Yeah, I got to roll with Jordy as well. Um, this is a side note. I'm rolling with a list of people who've already picked beforehand. So I'm not copying you like you copy me. But um, <laughs> no, I got to roll with Jordy. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make Marty prove it to me before I pick him again. Because uh, after a 37 point week, man, you got <laughs> to earn some trust back. You need a little get back to get back. Yeah. I got that. I got that. Yes, yeah, so we both took enjoy. So both on the same one. Uh, let me try to see if I can find a game that'll cause some division. Uh, I'll pick. Uh, I'll pick the next one. We can go back and forth if you want. Yeah, um, get it. What you got? I'll pick. Uh, I'll pick Cody over Gross. Um, let me look at the matchup for the first time. Um, loading. Yeah, I think. Yeah, uh, you know, Kyler Murray. Um. Michael Gallup's got to have a better week than he had last week. Um, I don't necessarily love... Well, Christian Kirk's against the Jets. I don't necessarily love him on a week-to-week basis, but, I mean, if that's the weakest point of the lineup, per se, you know, I like it. Um, I'm not crazy about Gross's team. I mean, this could be the, the week that Lamar Jackson really, really gets going. I mean, he, he had a good week last week. Um, but I'm not crazy about what I'm seeing from Gross. He's going with that two tight end set, and uh, Zach Ertz has not been really producing. Plus, he's all they have right now, so everybody's kind of clamping down on him. So I'll go with Cody. Gotcha, going Cody. Um, uh, this is tough one. Yeah, I think uh, Arizona's going to piss on the Jets this week. Um, so I think Murray will have a good game like he usually does fantasy-wise. Um, Kelsey finally got back into the swing of things. Wentz had a good week last week. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how he goes against Pittsburgh. I think that's going to be a big ask. I think Greg Zerloin. We don't talk enough special teams that way. I think Big Z Greg DeLeg going to have a monster day against the Giants um, coming up. Um, I think Gallup against the Giants will do well. But on the other side, I like uh, Jackson against Cincinnati. Um, I don't really see much coming from his running backs. Um, Taylor has been pretty good, but I don't know. I got a feeling about that Cleveland defense this week. I know Tampa Bay's had a really good defense. Um but I love the passing game for Gross. Thielen going against Seattle, who's been awful this year. Uh, Chargers going against New Orleans. Um, I mean, Herbert the pervert. Uh, Clayton's 
kind of fell into a really good situation there. He drafted him knowing that he'd probably have to stash him for a while, but he's turned into a solid asset. Um, I think two 20-plus point efforts back-to-back. Um, I think he might have had 30 last week. Um, but, yeah, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to split hairs here. I'm going to go gross, get a little differential going. Uh, give me Team Gross, uh, bringing Cody back down to perhaps more a, a, a rational 3-2. and two. Um, cause I think gross is going to be one of those teams on the rise. Um, so give me, give me gross here versus Cody. Okay. I like it. I think Cody not wanting to win necessarily so much, wanting to rebuild like he usually does. Mm-hmm. He'll still find ways to win. That's just the way it works, man. Mm-hmm. True. 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 But he can't play me or Seth every week, you know? And Dave's team was dead. That's true. <laughs> Dave's playing irrestable players. <laughs> Um, yeah, let's jump. I'm going to pick the, the, the C game. A combined um, five champions between the t- five championships, excuse me, between the two, um, Chris Sharpless and Chris Attaway. Combined a record of 7-1 and one this year. Um, you and Sharpless. Um, I think Sharpless got a bailout last week for Mixon. Uh, had it not been for Mixon going absolutely berserk, I think Gross would have taken him down. Um, don't like Devontae. Evans has been kind of hit or miss. I say that, but, I mean, he got a pretty good stat line um, two of the four weeks. I mean, he's been plus 22 weeks. He was 13 versus Denver, and he started off slow. Um but Brady, I think, is just having a fun time and won't necessarily throw five touchdowns every week. Got a Miami player in Devontae Parker. Um, a lot of question marks for Gro- or, uh, Sharpless around his team. Um, let me look at the matchups on the other side. Uh, Hunt just had a field day. Um, he's going against Indianapolis. Um, I remember Robinson shredded Indianapolis. Um, for some big-time points um, for Jacksonville. Uh, Camaro has been on a tear, who's actually the top running back right now. Chargers, I think they're able to go up and have a good performance. Uh, Allen Robinson, I think they'll need to pass against Tampa Bay. Could have a big one. DJ Chark, um, he's a really good asset. I mean, this, Houston's just got so much going on. Obviously fired head coach Bill O'Brien this week. Um, Russ going against Minnesota. Russ always balls out. Oh, and you got Rodrigo Blankenship, who balled out. Uh, very frustrating for uh, having Philip Rivers. Not that I'm expecting him to get more than 11 points a week, because that's what he does. Um, but, I mean, every time they went down the field goal, get to the red zone, three and out, boom, Blankenship, bam, bangs it throw, hit a monster day. Um... Yeah, so I'm going to take you, Attaway. I'm going to go with the favorite. You are favored by 12.3 points. Let's uh, let's let's take a moment to look at Rodrigo Blankenship, a.k.a. Hot Rod, <laughs> a.k.a. Big B. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> his, I love his profile, profile picture, yeah. It looks like uh, uh, Zach's long-lost cooler cousin. Uh, <laughs> also, if you, can, if you can see it, Attaway, just... Um, read me the, the number 
under the percentage rostered right now? How many rosters <laughs> is Rodrigo Blankenship rostered on right now? 69.4. <laughs> nice. I mean, <laughs> kind of like uh, 69, kind of like when Zach's mom sends him a bunch of condoms in college because <laughs> she thinks he's uh, getting frisky with the ladies. <laughs> yeah, she obviously was not really tracking the last 20 plus years of Zach's life. <laughs> uh, that's a good one. Uh, yeah, that's. Uh, yeah, there's some good stories there. We'll save some of those for later because I got some good uh, roommate stories there. Uh, in this one, you know, nobody wants somebody to sit there and uh, rostrate about themselves. Um, I mean, just from a, a objective perspective, if I looked at the two rosters, I'd probably pick mine this week. Um, you know, there's also the, the the nervous part of me that like looks at his and sees every positive. And I was like, oh no, I'm definitely gonna lose. And wants to pick him, but mm. um, you know, I gotta look at that uh, win probability from IBM Watson uh, <laughs> and see 52 percent and see Coach's smiling face looking back at me, and I gotta go with Coach. So there you go. Put me in, Coach. I'm ready to play. Put it in me, coach. <laughs> I'm ready to fudge. <laughs> I laugh. I legitimately laugh. Um, for those of you who don't know, on the weekends, um, I'm rocking a little Instacart power. So I'm in and out of many a grocery store on the weekends. Um, and so I always, every time I walk by the frozen, I'm looking for coach. And I laugh every time without fail. Um, one of those things I hope never gets old, you know? Do you, do you ever make a substitution for the, uh, <laughs> like if there's something out for the customer? It's just like, oh, hey, they're all out of 2% milk. Would you like Bluebell Coach Fudge Bar? <laughs> a real game time decision. <laughs> I have not, but maybe I did it subconsciously, and that's how I got that three-star review. That's boning me right now. Oh, yeah. Instacart is not forgiving on those reviews. Nope. Savage. Big sample size, too. Big sample size. True. Um, is it my turn to pick? I think it is. Yes, sir. It is. Whew, man, I'm going to take a low-hanging fruit here. I'm going to pick <laughs> uh, Dave versus you. Tough one. And, uh, I don't feel like I need a lot of explanation here. I'm going to pick Dave. <laughs> um, I'll just say uh, Dave's team looks better. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I will say with Dave, his wide receivers are not that strong. But, um, I mean, especially with Devontae Adams on by. But Devontae Adams has been hurt, so it's not that big a deal. Um, you know, Dave's got a good team, but um, Josh Jacobs has not been as great as week one, which week one was fantastic. Mm -hmm. But, um It'll be interesting to see. You know, he's got some strong running backs. Without Michael Thomas, Devontae Adams is struggling. But, I mean, if they get back on track, he'll be fine. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know what? As I pick Dave and I look at his, re his receivers, I I don't know. I mean, like, you could give him a run, but <laughs> but the Packers are on by. So, without Aaron <laughs> Rodgers, I don't know. It looks like you're finally starting Mike Davis. Um Shout out. 
Going four RBs this week. Four RBs this week. Yeah, I'm still going to go with Dave. I can't change my mind. Uh, Once it's underlined, it's concrete. So I'm going with Dave. True, 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 true. If we were doing pick them, I would have picked Dave, of course, because we're playing for the second time in five weeks right now. Uh, Of course, Dave, my rival, played week one. Um, But, I mean, I got the defense this week. I will probably be picking up a keeper. Um, Oh, what time is it? Okay, I need to pick up a player tonight. (laughs) (laughs) I got to make sure. Um, Anyways, but once again, no rational reason. I've got a historically terrible record uh, when the Packers are on by. I want to say I am 2-6 all time. Um, in the Packers bye weeks uh, for the last eight seasons. Um, once again, like the Cody pick versus Dave, I've got no ra- rational reason that I should be winning. Uh, but I got to bet on myself. Um, give myself a shout out slash want to get some different picks. I want to have at least two per week that we are different. So perhaps just a contrarian pick. Um, I may start Brian Hoyer just because he's kind of a boy also. Um, so I said I'd go four running backs this week, but uh, may slide Hoyer in there. But I'm I'm giving myself calling my own number right here. Uh, upset special, um, getting back to 500 uh, for the season on rivalries. Uh, give me me over Dave, chalking up the first win, uh, getting back to one and four, which is when I started my run last year. Um, so I'm feeling good. Gonna ride the lightning. Um, I feel some big trades coming in the next two weeks for myself. Um, I think I'm going to be a potentially a force to be reckoned with because uh, I just want to say for the record, Adway, obviously I have the worst record, tied for the worst record, and I have the, if I am not mistaken, I have the lowest points for in the league, uh, which I am catching. I'm coming on strong, by the way. Uh, I, I caught up to Seth. I'm only four. I'm only three point nine back of Seth, nine point three three back of Marty with his great effort. How sad is that? I'm still uh, almost ten points behind Marty after he scored thirty seven points. But uh, feeling good about it, man. Ready to get back in the win column. Um, I personally guarantee um, that I will not be the last team to get a win this year. Uh, of course, Orwin or Seth will get one this week. I anticipate myself joining them as well. Dang. All right. I like it. I like the confidence. Like I said, I almost tilted to you at the last second. but uh, Cooler heads prevail. Uh, yeah. I, 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 you know, maybe you'll get me, you'll get me on this one this week. Um, you know, I like the idea that you're gonna you're gonna pick yourself every week. So uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of gonna go on that trade. It looks like. Yeah. One yeah. more to Did go. Did you really start one of four last week or uh, last year? Yeah, I started. Uh, I think I won. It was either week two or week three, but yeah, I started one and four, and then one eight straight, and then lost first round of the playoffs. Wow. Dang, that's killer. Gone fire last year, man. And then, of course, the curse makes fools of us all. I thought I had beaten it, but hubris no. did me in, as it often does. <laughs> it was good to be back, though. Good to be relevant. That's true. Anyway. That is true. 
you know who's relevant is Nick in his podcast. Um, his okay. game going against Clayton. This is an interesting turning point game. Uh, Nick three and one, Clayton two and two. Um, if Clayton wins, they'll both be three and two. Um, Clayton just got one of those teams. Um, really good players, guys. They go off in spurts, but it just doesn't feel together um in many circumstances like it just doesn't sync up like he's a he's a high score but not a lot of wins and he's always kind of that that six four to six seed it seems like he's always good enough to make the playoffs because he's got good guys and he drafts well and um he's a pretty good manager of things um and he's got vision with that um but yeah just very inconsistent but this is the feeling of one of those weeks um, I mean, potentially an opportunity for Justin Jefferson for Seattle to go off. I like Herbert, the pervert. Like I said, he's going against New Orleans. Watson going against Jacksonville. Um, Jacksonville kind of revealing their true colors last couple weeks. Um, though still, I feel a better team than anticipated, more competitive team. Um, so they'll probably give Houston a run, but they'll probably still lose. Stephon Diggs has been balling out. Uh, your boy OBJ had a money week last week. Um, I'm kind mm. of I'm kind of feeling the momentum with Clayton. Um, we could see this. I mean, give it two or three years, this could be the most dangerous quarterback duo in the league. If Herbert is good enough to hold the starting job, Watson and Herbert could be a certifiable dangerous combination, fantasy wise. Um, I don't know what that'll look like in real life. I'm gonna go Clayton this one. Um, I had a feeling with Clayton last week, wanted to go Owen, but decided to dial it back, got the dub. Um, so I'm going to ride the Clayton train, uh, see where we go, man. So give me William Clayton Meyer with the win this week. Uh, yeah, to clarify, if Justin Herbert's not good enough to hold the job, uh, it hold definitely it. will not be one of the best uh, quarterback duos in the league. Um, <laughs> just to say that. If you can't beat out to Rod Taylor, Clayton won't be too good. But I see what you're saying, though. I, I, I do see what you're saying. I'm just nitpicking. Um, Herbert has looked good. He also, on his profile picture, looks like a kid who works at Burger King. Um, so I... <laughs> I cannot pick that. I got to go with Nick. I got to go with the probability because I'm a slave to the computer projections. Uh, I like Nick's team. I like what he's doing. I like Clayton's team too. I do not like the Nick Chubb and uh, Cortland Sutton IR tag. Yeah, it's tough. Um, it is tough. I, I, you know, Clayton's one of those guys. Like he has some really good pieces, and he's capable of putting up really good weeks. Uh, you know, I could very easily see him beating Nick this week. I'm not saying Nick is a smash win, going to win my be guaranteed. I'll just pick Nick. Um, and I'll leave it at that. Gotcha. Rock and roll. Uh, do we have one more or two more? Or I'm that's six, now. man. That's six. We got them all. We touched oh, them that's all. all of them? We got zero more. Okay, okay. Got zero more. So one thing that we kind of workshopped, and we can potentially workshop it continually, is, of course, trying to guess the lines as well. Um, of course, based on the projections, do we want to try to dial into that game, or are we just going to stick at a straight pick them? 
uh, not worry about and uh, try to guess all the points. I'm not prepared for the lines. Not that I'm <laughs> against doing it. Um, I mean, I don't really care doing it on the fly. I, I wouldn't mind doing it next time. Or okay. Like planning out, planning out what we're gonna do. Unless you're just like ready to rapid fire. Um, I'm not taking it that seriously, so I don't really, you know, like I'm fine either way. But uh, I'm down to workshop it. Noted. Noted. All right, so we'll hold off on the lines, but just for the sake of sake, um, here are your favorites. Um, of course, we talked about um, the Owen 4 matchup. Owen favored by 9.9 points over Seth. Um, Dave favored by 22 points over myself. You were favored by 12 um, points over Sharpless. Nick is favored by 17 um, over Clayton. You picked Nick, right? Yeah, I did. Okay, that's what I thought. That's what I had noted. Just want to make sure. Jordy's favored by 33 and a half um, over Marty. And Cody's favored by 2.2 over Gross. Just for the record, the last game that we had favored at 30 plus, Dave was projected and um, the line was set at 39.5 Wednesday morning with the full starting lineups that they had. And of course, Cody with the three-point victory, a 42-point swing. Um, so that was a big payout for you who bet on Cody outright. Um, not only took the points, but took the dub. Um, so for any of you in those uh, micro-niche gambling leagues and pick Cody, big payout this week, big payout. Yeah, uh... You know, I as you read off that list, I realized I went chalk. Uh, maybe bringing the lines into this would be more interesting. I know you're a big, big fan of uh, Stanford Steve and the Bear. Uh, so, uh, both awful so personalities we'll, uh, on ESPN, which I loathe. We'll have to take our pick game up to 1,000 and emulate <laughs> Stanford Steve and the Bear. Uh, if you had to be one of the two and I had to be the other, which one would you choose first? Which one would I rather be? Yeah. Um, for sake of just kind of going off, um, I think Stanford Steve, just because I feel like he shows up and just fires from the hip, and him and uh, Van Pelt just kind of go off uh, late nights uh, on the Van yeah. Pelt show, where I feel like um, Bear, as the producer of Game Day, like legitimately – probably has a nightmare of a work schedule and uh oh, yeah. just seems like that would be a very difficult job and a very work intensive job and so just from that standpoint um i would say stanford steve but having said that i think stanford steve is the bigger douche of the two of them <laughs> like stanford steve legit thinks he's the man um bear i feel like is confident um and is annoying you know, a little nerd, but I, uh, you know, he he doesn't have the hubris that Stanford Steve does. I don't think. I, I don't. Uh, I don't know. I don't watch them over and over again. But I just see Stanford Steve as like a big goofball. But um, I mean, I don't know. I don't see him as a big douche. Uh, maybe I need to watch some more. Uh, you know, I I do see uh, Bear as a big stat nerd. And, you know, if you're going to pick Stanford Steve, I get that. I'll be uh, Scott Van Pelt because uh, I don't want to be there. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> no, I, 
I, I, I would much rather be uh, a Kenny Maine, to be honest, but uh, in this kind of scenario, I've got them helping the lunch line, and you can be Stanford Steve serving me up that beach. Uh, <laughs> yeah, some of those uh, some of those little commercial bits are pretty cringe, though. <laughs> those are pretty rough. Pretty rough. Yeah. Especially when Stanford Steve's being a total alpha male douche. <laughs> yeah, when he's teabagging Van Belt during his one big thing, gets up on the desk, just starts hitting him with the halo yeah. thumbstick. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> uh, well, maybe we'll get good enough at this. We'll get Stanford Steve on our podcast. And he will go over the lines of us. Doing lines with Stanford Steve. <laughs> yeah, he can blow it up. And we'll get this we'll get this thing monetized. <laughs> like Anchor keeps lying to me. Lies. Nobody wants to put a commercial that gets nine lessons a week from the same nine people. <laughs> Man, um, I think that's all that we had on the docket. I don't know if you have anything else. Um, first off, I'll let you respond to that. Anything else? Uh, not really. The only thing is, I don't know if you ever got to your fourth, but I never got to my fourth ball. Oh, um, I was going to say that. You can't leave it at three balls. It's <laughs> weird. So I'm going to, at least for anything, I mean, if there's anything in general you want to talk about, I, I am just about to crack open number four. So at least I can get the full kind of gamut. I'll, I'll buy you some time. Um, I will say, I know Gross was uh, complaining about not getting his uh, Tuesday night podcast that he's become accustomed to. <laughs> so we, uh, we made up for it, and uh, this one's like, what, two? We've been going for like two hours or something now, so... Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, we... Get what you wish for, Gross. Be <laughs> careful what you <laughs> Yeah, Gross is on paternity. Gross is basically on vacation. Um, but, yeah, we have surpassed the two-hour, 15-minute mark. Um, so, as far as podcasts are concerned, this is definitely, um, in relation to text messages, this is definitely a Seth level podcast as far as length is concerned um also just cracked open the ruby red grapefruit chiller <laughs> oh, it is rough it's bitter very <laughs> very bitter um it may be uh, yeah, worse. I, think I would i would prefer the bitterness to like the fake sweetness but it's got the sweetness uh, too because it's got ooh. So it's I don't like, like that. Surprisingly, I didn't think it. <laughs> I didn't think it could get worse than the horror, horror, horror shat. Uh, um, but <laughs> I think it's lower. So I had the sour apple at six five. I think my ranks are pretty accurate. I'll keep it at six five. The strawberry Rita at five five. The horchata at three five, and the grapefruit mm. at three brutal experience with the grapefruit Ooh. and I did not like the horchata either. Um, horchata, I think I gave the, so what did I give the, I think I gave the, 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 the tequila one, like <laughs> tequila, like eight, you said like eight, eight and a half. Yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I, I'm always a little lenient early on 
right after something happens. Like I could see a terrible movie and be like, yeah, it was a seven. And then like a week later, be like, oh, that movie sucked. It was a three. Yeah. So I'm definitely running more towards eight. But I mean, it's definitely a drinkable experience. It wasn't like too sweet, too bitter, too fake. Yeah. Um, so 7.5 or eight is solid on that one. I would say the chocolate one, still solid in that eight ish range. Um, what was the other one? Oh, the strawberry. I did not like that one. I think I gave it like a five, 4.5. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll stick with that. I'll stay with that. And then I had the uh, strawberry rum job, AKA strawberry rim job. I mean, come on. We know what these women owned business, what they were going for. True. Uh, not good. Uh, well, actually, oh, no, 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 no. Actually, I, I got it mixed up with strawberry Rita. Um, it's okay. It's, it's, interesting because it's got some like uh i'm trying to think of a more appealing word to describe than sediment um because sediment is not a sexy word at all Um, (laughs) like the flavor would indicate yeah it's got some yeah (laughs) appropriately for a rim job it's got some sediment It's got like some uh, like some nice strawberry particles in in the liquid, which was kind of a surprise. <laughs> some little some little dingleberries in this drink, but uh, but like you know, usually when you see something like this, you think it's just all gonna be fake sugar, but to yeah. see actually like real what appear to be fruit particles in there was kind of a surprise. <laughs> the root job is not bad, real. Yeah, you're gonna need a filter for this one. Um, <laughs> it's got a, it's got a nice taste. It's not too bitter, not too sweet. Doesn't have too much of the fakeness. I feel like I did put some real uh, fruit in there. Let me look at the ingredients list real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think this one had orange wine in it. It's got premium rum with strawberry and banana juice, coconut cream, and natural flavors. Mm. Um, let's take one last judgment sip. Um, you know, it's a solid seven ish. Um, nice. It's got like a, you can really taste the strawberry and banana juice and then a little kick, a little kick at the end. Not much. Um, maybe it's a lot for other people, you know, since I'm a grown man, (laughs) but, uh, You know, it's it's but it's not real harsh. Like it's not like a real harsh like wake you up kind mm-hmm. of kick. It's just a little bit of uh, you know bitterness at the end, and it's not bad. Um, yeah. So I would definitely rank it above the strawberryita and the. Uh, well, I might I might be the only one to rank it above of the ones that had, but it's on the same tier as the other two. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, and and just for the record, like my scores might be kind of harsh, but anything five or above would drink again. So like <laughs> I said, like you know, six and a half or five and a half or five and a half and six were like my top two. Um, but for the record, I would drink those again. But I think the scale, I, the scale goes from like ten to like negative fifty. So. <laughs> yeah, but. But that's the thing. I think there's some potential here as well, because um, especially the first two, which I like the best, um, 
if you could cut them with something or add them to something, some kind of juice, like, I think it would be pretty dynamite drink. Um, and that'd be maybe an experiment for another day, but cutting it with some Mountain Dew, cutting it with some Powerade, cutting it with some whatever, just to get a predominantly different flavor um, with kind of the same consistency, um, I think would be kind of a pretty money combination. The horchata, maybe you could salvage with coffee. The cream is going to make it tough. I honestly think, I mean, the, the grapefruit is just like a piss on the face. Like, it. there's no avoiding it. I don't think there's any salvaging uh, the grapefruit, um, which I don't know what I originally said, but I'm going to lower it to a 2 um, or a 2.5. Let's go 2.5. Um, but, yeah, I did not like the grapefruit. Uh, it was not a good technique for me to be putting it in my mouth. Um so that's definitely the lowest on the totem pole. So um, if you're into the fruity stuff, and I know Sharpless was interested in the sour apple, I think it's worth a go. Uh, Strawberry Rita, I know you didn't like it out of way, um, but once again, I think worth a go as well with a mix. Horchata, um, not my thing. Grapefruit, not my thing. But... I think everybody should go give some a try um, at your local Circle K, your local gas station, liquor store. Um, most of them, I think, are available. So I would encourage you to go for yourself, or we could make it a new draft day tradition. Um, we continually ball out and get a bunch of buzz balls like in Seattle and uh, just make it rain now that they got all these new flavors. Yeah, I'm all about it. Uh... Saturdays are for the boys and balls. Um, new barstool logo or slogan. Um, I'm I'm uh, copywriting it. I'm gonna make mad money off of that. Mm-hmm. No, I think we. Uh, you know, we'll see how things go. Maybe we need to try each and every flavor of the buzz balls and rank them. Um, by next year's draft, so that way we know which ones are the best. But. Ultimately, um, you know, it is what it is. We had this concept of ranking them and comparing them to other people's teams, but I'm just, I don't have the time or the effort for that. I'm just going to say all the bad ones are set and all the good ones are, are Nick. And uh, there we go. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a whole other venture that I'm definitely not prepared for. Maybe with a little bit of thought. Uh, as we can go through, and it's now past eleven. I forgot to put in that waiver claim, so I have missed. I have missed that opportunity. Um, fully effective as we come up on the two and a half hour mark of the podcast. Another another little a little, little sidebar here, a little, little maybe mini factor fiction, um, maybe just an I'm dumb segment. But mm-hmm. I thought that the waivers used to go in like they processed at eleven oh one, and you still had the whole minute of eleven flat to make waiver claims am i wrong on that because it seems like this year right at 11 they go through yeah in previous years they had definitely processed i know it would lock about 1101 you would have a grace period because i remember in years past i would put a claim in at 11 or 1101 and it would go through um mm-hmm. it would give you a little leeway until about 11 2 11 3 11 4 um, but yeah, they are locking it down this year. Uh, no nonsense. Um, okay. But I am looking at waivers, and the two people that I was looking at 
Did not get picked up. Um, interesting ads here. Giving people some info. But, uh, yeah, that's about it. So hopefully I can get the, Maybe I'll remember it or not. You know, it'll be fun. Still got to pick up that kicker, though. <laughs> Waiting for some of these nerds to go on IR. I've had, I think I've had uh, six people out in back-to-back weeks. Of course, all IR spots filled, and then two other guys out as well. Guys that I kind of want to start, so we'll see. Man, if only you got points for IR spots filled, man, you'd be rolling right now. I mean, I always get on people, you know, use your full roster, man. And that's what I do. I True. use a full roster. But um, you, when are you gonna start starting uh, Henry Ruggs? I <laughs> oh oh is it, is it oh it's a third it's a three oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> got him because I, I mean I did start him the first three weeks and then he got hurt <laughs> yeah he did not do well I'm waiting for him I think he'll be a legit player though but. Yeah, I mean, they draft from first round. They like those speedy players. We'll see. Dave's really boning me with that David Carr situation. Basically, if he had a good quarterback, um, you know, making throws that David Carr has never made before, um, then he would be Oof. cashing it in like these, like Allen Robinson or these Bears wide receivers. Oof. Uh, well,. You know, just a little mini correction, a little factor fiction. You said David, and it's Derek. Put some respect on Derek's name. <laughs> well, I'm a big fan of David Carr, of course, holding <laughs> the NFL single-season sack record. Uh, the Jags mm. used to pound up on him back in the day. But, yeah, my bad. Uh, D. Carr, I will refer to him uh, going forward. <laughs> Putting Whew. some respect on that Vegas name. Yeah, man. Got you. <laughs> Rolling. Nice little nice little marathon here. Rolling into the two and a half hour mark. Um, anything else of note, Attaway? I think I'm good. Um, yeah, I think I'm good. This was a long one. You're all welcome. Visit our <laughs> smash that like button. Subscribe. <laughs> Uh, make sure to hit the notification bell. YouTube doesn't always uh, notify you. True. Well, it has to do in this case because we're on Anchor. But hit up our Patreon that doesn't exist yet. No doubt. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, don't ever stop chasing your dreams, guys. Um, no one has been mathematically eliminated. Nobody has clinched. So regardless of where you see yourself in the standings, everybody is alive and well. I'm Andrew Jupe and Chris Attaway. This has been the Runaway Licorice Train broadcast brought to you by Mr. Feast um, and Buzz Balls. Thank you to our uh, added sponsor, Mr. Feast, and the kind ladies at Buzz Balls Balls um, for providing the entertainment and the sponsorship here this evening. Um, but, of course, by the time you hear this, it'll probably be the morning or whatever you do. I don't know what you're doing. But, yeah, like you said, Attaway, the league is welcome. Um, of course, about an hour more than last week um, of time that they're able to be blessed by us to fill their pathetic lives. <laughs> so, <laughs> until until next time, 
You guys take care. Good luck this week. Um, I will beat Dave, and I will beat Seth. Um, looking for a sweet four-win season this year at me. Um, everybody take care. Don't ever stop chasing your dreams. Andrew, you, Chris Attaway. Bye. Bye-bye. Doodly-doodly. <laughs> Diddly-diddly-diddly-pop. <laughs> Diddly-pop. <laughs> Touching you, women-owned. <laughs>